so catchy. I also think if we talk over songs, it might help us not get a ding. That could be true. Wait, dude, do, do your shake dance again. What's up, Dan? What's up? Hello, everybody. Welcome to the final podcast of 2020. All podcasts. This is the final podcast. No. No one else can record. No one can us. record or release a podcast after today. Thanks for tuning in, y'all. You are watching or possibly listening to This Might Sound Stupid, uh, a podcast where two friends get together mm-hmm. and and talk. And, and mm-hmm. hopefully one day we'll just hang out again in yep. the same room. Um, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, you should subscribe to us. You can subscribe to us on whatever application you use to get podcasts, except for maybe Citra. I don't know about that one. Almost any application you use to get a podcast, you, you can subscribe to us. Uh, and chances are, if you found us on a podcast app, you know how to subscribe to a podcast. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash this might sound stupid. We do a live stream once a week on Thursdays, although that's not true for the next two weeks. Um, arguably the most fun way to partake in the podcast because you actually get to hang on chat. Number one podcast on Twitch. Number one. Um, I don't know if that's true. That's, I, that's what I've been hearing. Okay. According to dance sources. Mm-hmm. Um, hey, cool. My network thing is tanking. Hasn't done that in a while. About damn time. You can also tweet at us at TMSS underscore podcast at TMSS underscore podcast, or you can email us at this might sound stupid at gmail.com. Dan, how are you? Good. It'd be, uh, it's it's be nice to get in the holidays, even though... We just had like a Thanksgiving break of a few extra days. It'll be nice to have a couple weeks of uh, not not a lot, not a bunch of work stuff happening. Yeah, it'll be nice to not have to be a therapist for a little bit. It's, I felt like this year I've been half therapist, half tech. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, our sponsors. Our podcast is brought to you as always. I forgot this for a long time last week by Joey the Good Boy, who oh he was really close to the camera but he's turned away so there's his foot we're also brought to you by uh mike long who is a great designer who designed all our stuff mm-hmm. and we love him yes i'm i am quite tired today and i didn't realize until today that it's the last podcast of 2020 because christmas eve is on a thursday and we're not gonna yeah. we're not gonna podcast on christmas eve and New Year's Eve, I mean, we could, but we're probably not well, gonna. Yeah, we'll see. Like, we, we may do something else. Like, like that, that we could, you know, hang out in Discord and drink for New Year's Eve. Yeah. We can't get together. We'll figure I'm something we'll out. I guess we'll do that. Yeah. But, uh, Dan. Uh-huh? What are you drinking? Uh, well, these cans are upside down. Uh, it's a. I get this most years. This is the Zoco Vesa uh, Mexican coffee, Mexican hot chocolate stout from Stone. Is it sweet? Uh not not overly. It's got it's got them spices. So of, it's like uh, that flavor I don't like. Uh, bitter chocolate. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It. I didn't hear that at all. 
I'm sipping on whiskey in addition to the beer I'm going to drink, so I'm going to be no good on 3,000 tomorrow. That's not true. You turn it off and on again? I can't help you. <laughs> I got to get... I gotta get my. That's a pretty beer. Yeah. My Playmate cooler by Igloo that keeps my beers cold during the podcast. One beer. Close cooler. Playmate by Igloo keeps them frosty cold. Not a sponsor yet. Nope. They gotta be soon, though. I went with an old standby. You know, I couldn't decide what to get uh, the last time I was at the liquor store, whatever that was. A week or so ago don't show the label but like hold up the can, can you, is there is there a way you can hold the can without me knowing what it is <laughs> no you're gonna guess it oh yeah that. yeah it's, it's, it's just sierra nevada <laughs> i couldn't cover it it's just sierra nevada pale ale uh no, I, it's impossible to like like if i if i had just if i had done like this you still probably would figure it out but yeah, there's not, like weird little lines. But as soon as you, yeah, as soon as you see the little, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, like I was looking at all these beers and I couldn't decide what I wanted, couldn't decide what I wanted, and then I was like, I'm just gonna go with something I know that I like. Something with this, it's an old classic. Pretty good. I've been uh, drinking a lot of celebration lately, anyways, so might as well keep it all in the same family. Hmm. I got an, I got another uh Oh god, this is a terrible pour. I got another twelve pack of something. Like a mixed bag from uh shells. Holy oh, okay. shit. Little little heady. Dan. I miss you, buddy. Miss you too. Ropes. Ropes. Our uh, our stream's all over the place tonight, folks, so I don't know what to do. Not bad. <clears throat> uh, let me know if the stream freezes or something in the chats. Yeah, this is this is less like the sweeter one, because this, okay. like like this is like an 8% stout, uh, so it's more like your uh, uh, more roasty okay. than like sweet. It's another thing I miss about doing the live cast is that I don't get to. You're more adventurous with your beers than I am. And I don't mm-hmm. just get to try your random beers. Um. So this time last year, we were doing maybe not this time, maybe a week or so later. But you would have gone to Canada at a certain point, so we might have had two weeks off last year. Well, yeah, we definitely would have had one for sure. Are you going to Canada this year? I'm no, you can't get no. across the border. That shit's closed. Oh, the border's closed. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. Man. What's up, Happy Blapper? <laughs> what a fucking year. <laughs> I seriously feel like I'm coming in. Like, especially today. Like, the way I feel is very fitting for it being the last of 2020. Because <clears throat> I just feel like I'm coming into this shit on fumes. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm making it into 2021 on fumes. I'm mm-hmm. tired all the time and stressed and i'm in my basement every day like do you, do you think my hair uh, my hair is oddly long what were you gonna say do you think not being uh physically at your school has made it had you made you more tired 
being a yeah, kid I home. think it's just harder. I think it would if if my wife and kids weren't here during the day, it would be a little easier because I wouldn't mm-hmm. be like relegated to the basement all day. It's also hard to like hear your kids crying and hear your wife like laughing at them and (laughs) hear your wife have like two kids running around and like she's doing the best she can and not being able to go up to help i don't know it's just yeah i think being able to get away and go to my building is helpful and And just just, like like getting outside and like get to being a different place well in my basement i have this one i like my basement but i have this one tiny little window so to just be down here all day every day just gets long yeah. And then yeah, it just I don't know. I mean I it's not it's not really any different helping teachers from what I was doing because none of the teachers are at the building anyways. So anybody I'm helping, I'm either emailing, calling or webexing with. So that yeah, yeah, that hasn't been that different. Yeah, it's crazy like that it's so different between the high school and the elementary school. I'm sure like the middle school is probably the exact same as the high school where it's, you know, there's a third of the staff or more has been at my buildings every day just teaching from their classrooms. I can see doing that if you're an elementary teacher because it's so much more of a like... Interactive process and you got your stuff you do. It's so much more of like a tactile teaching. Mm -hmm. It's like even if the kids don't have something that can be hands-on, they have materials in their classroom, I'm sure, that like from the elementary teachers I've watched, you know, they hold up a picture of a microphone, like mute your microphone, (laughs) press this button. Yeah, they're dusting. They're actively doing things around their room. Well, they teach. Yeah, or they're using their smart board, or they're. Yep. Where I don't. I don't necessarily think it's the same for high school teachers, it, but that's. I feel weird making any statement that could be misconstrued as like one's harder than the other. It, mm-hmm. It's nothing to that extent. High school teachers put on a sleep mask and just hit next button <laughs> on a PowerPoint slide. Rolo says, "I've had to be at the middle school for what feels like nonstop device swaps and repair." Oh, their his media person's been on quarantine. Yeah, that was that was me at, at at Pine Hill a couple times where just a bunch of people were just could not be there. So it's like whenever it's like we need this thing, and these people aren't here right now. So could you maybe come over? Jam, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, how do I delete Javin's comment? You can't. It's bolded. It's bold. Oh, I can delete it. What happens if I delete it? I don't delete him, right? No. no the, comment just, the comment just disappears. There's ban, merge, and delete. I'm not going to delete yeah, it. We, we, we insta-banned that one guy. We've right. I've insta-banned more than one guy. <laughs> you know who I didn't? It's HornyDad69. He's the best guy I've ever had. It also doesn't delete the facts. True, yeah. As much as you don't want to believe it's true. Yeah. It will say moderator deleted comment. Wallaby, Beef, I don't know if you were here at the intro, but we came in with uh, the Daisy song. Dollop a Daisy. Dollop a Daisy, baby. Um, Ooh, it's a Dollop a Daisy, baby. Yeah. You want a Dollop a Daisy, baby? This, this time last year, your children sing it. They haven't learned it yet. We had to do bedtime. Yeah. I, did sh- I did show it to them, and they watched it. <laughs> That's half the battle, right? <laughs> It kind of is. Dude, Aurora was fucking... So Amber took them for a walk earlier today. And they were looking at the bird feeder. And there was a, like a mouse had gotten in into the bird feeder. So the mouse is just sitting on a pile of bird food, like living like its best king. life. 
uh, and they thought it was interesting. And then Aurora was telling me about it, and I was like, yeah, cool, dude. It's cool. There's a mouse in there. And then Amber was like, do you want to go see if it's still there? Which was a huge mistake. We now know. Because they went to look, and the mouse wasn't there. And it ruined Aurora's world. She was like, where'd it, mouse go? It left? Where'd mouse go? Where'd mouse go? Papa, where'd mouse go? Mouse not there. Papa, where'd mama? Where'd mouse go? Calling my mom on the phone, telling my mom, my stepdad, like, mouse gone. Mouse gone. Like, getting more and more frantic. Where'd mouse go? Mouse gone. Where'd mouse go? Like, just losing her fucking mind. <laughs> and it's this weird thing that's like, it's cute that the toddler is like losing her shit, but also I hate it. <laughs> Because she wouldn't, like, she was getting upset to the point of, like, nearly crying. Just freaking out about this stupid mouse. Yeah. (laughs) Amber says, I'm ignoring her. And she keeps grabbing my face to ask me, Mama, where'd mouse go? Where'd mouse go? Just. Is is that object permanent stuff? Or or what is, or is that just, she just latched onto it for some unknown reason? I don't, she has object permanence. Yeah, but but like that sort of it's, like things that are part of her life. I think it's more. No, we never answered her. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. We, we don't. We are talking about what we, mouse. We don't talk to her after five. Uh, <laughs> oh my God, that would be awful. Uh, yes, we answered her many times. Um, the thing that did finally shut her up was she started asking about it again when we were going up to bed, and, and Amber goes, "Mouse is gone," and I went, "Yep." Mouse went, mouse went to bed. Night-night mouse. Night-night mouse. And then she's like, okay. Mouse is asleep. But I think it's more that, like, she still struggles with, like, what are we in control of? Does that mm-hmm. make sense? Because, like, yeah. we can make the dog come. Mm-hmm. So is the mouse also our pet? Do you get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. where'd the mouse go? Well, I want to see it again. Let's get the mouse back. But she doesn't know how to express all of that. So it's just like, where did the mouse go? Where did the mouse go? Where did the mouse go? Where did the where did the mouse go? Uh <laughs> 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 View says, just so everyone new to the show, this is a twenty two year old girl they're talking about. Adam's twenty two year old daughter. Man, that would be bizarre. Yeah. Um When does the sumo starts again soon, right? It's not in January. Probably that'll be like middle of January. Yeah, so not soon. No. Need some things. <laughs> I need some things to look forward. We got Nemo's birthday next week. We also, assuming nobody starts feeling sick, we're quarantining so that we can see my mom and stepdad for Christmas. So we'll get to see them on Christmas Day, which has actually been like getting ready for it. And then just not, I don't know. It's been more stressful being like trying to get ready to see them. I'll just be glad when it goes back to like, like right now I'm not even in 2020 normal. I'm like, even I'm outside of that. I would way rather be going in. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's like, I'm, I'm now looking, I, I really want to see my mom and more than that. I want my mom to get to see and be with her grandkids. But after that, it's like, I'm looking forward to going back to just my normal 2020 (laughs) Mm. which is like going into my office and wearing a mask the the who said that uh kids don't have to worry about santa getting sick he's a he he, he's an immortal 
he doesn't get yeah he doesn't get COVID. So uh, they 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 made sure people knew that. Perfect. <laughs> I, I, I always like that. Like the the world just kind of goes along with it. Just kind of agrees that you have to like you know like like NORAD will do its Santa thing. Like it's it's just a thing that the world does for like the month leading up to the Christmas is they just they do the Santa stuff. It's fun. Yeah. We, me and Amber, uh, I don't know if Jesus is immune. If, hey man, if there's COVID in heaven, which is a country song, I think, uh, <laughs> then, uh, then something's wrong. <laughs> if there's, wait, what was, if, I almost said if there's Jesus in heaven, that's not right. If there's COVID in heaven, the country song, I didn't listen to what was the end of your statement? Uh, well, that then something's fucked up. Like if if, if you know, okay. if... he already died. Yeah, can zombies get a cold? I don't know. Like, do zombies get the flu during flu season? I don't think their bodies are alive anymore. Yeah, but what uh, is what is they the, wouldn't survive in them? What does the flu need? Does it just need flesh? Needs flesh. <laughs> Said that with a weird accent. Yeah, Amber and I before having kids were like, we're not gonna, we're gonna just tell our kids that we get them presents and blah blah, blah. but then we had kids and it's like you know what believe so much fucking fun believing in santa's fun i mm-hmm. have a feeling nemo's trying to figure it out because we've never actually said like yes santa's real mm-hmm. um whereas like my mom has this picture that she loves of my cousin and i being really little standing in the bathtub like butt naked both of us holding ourselves uh but we're on the phone with santa claus like just amazed that we're on the phone with Santa, but it was just my cousin's dad pretending to be Santa. Um, but he has he has every once in a while he's told me like I have a secret gift that I want that I that I'm wishing for, and Santa will know what it is. And I'm like, is he? Is there a part of him that's like testing? And I was like, well, what is it? Uh, <laughs> what is it? And he he's like, well, it's a secret. I can't tell you. I'm, okay. Santa will know. Santa will know what it is, and I'm like, is he setting up some kind of like? Because that's what we want him to do is just figure out that he's not real. But it's just interesting to watch it or to hear him say like, "Well, Santa will know." You got you got to tell him to write it down because Santa needs it in a letter form. Santa can't read your mind. You think my son can write? No, he's but three. he'll have to tell you to write it down in the letter for him, and that's how you figure out what what he wants. That's how you trick your son. What he, what, what's wrong with you? We, <laughs> trick your son. We know what he wants. He's, Not this thing. He's getting, or did he actually tell you what this thing was? He's getting the things that he wants, but he can't write. Are you, uh, is he, is he, what are you, what are you leaving for Santa Christmas Eve night? We, stockings are from Santa. No, but like, what, what do you leave for Santa? Oh, we don't leave anything out. Did you do that growing up? That's rude. So at least, <laughs> at least, we always we always did the. And my, wait. Brother, and my brother does it where he has. We'll, we'll leave a couple cookies okay. in the milk, and then you come down the next day, and there's bites taken out because you know you're you 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 go and you eat part of it to make it seem like Santa came. I don't know if Amber Amber might have left something out for him last year. I can't remember. Oh, we, we would leave carrots for the for the reindeer. That's adorable. Oh my god. They're hungry too. Uh, I never did that growing up. My mom loved to get a picture of me with Santa. 
and I never liked going because it was boring mm. to stand in line. And I don't think I believed in Santa after like four, maybe mm-hmm. five. But like she always wanted me to go get a picture of Santa and I loved my mom. So I like went, I think the last year I went, I was like 16 or 17. And then I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. I feel weird. <laughs> like being a 17 year old standing in this mm-hmm. line forever with all these kids. It was just like, meh, no thanks. Nope. Um, but yeah, we would all, my, on my, both sides of my family. Yeah, uh, 17. I, I, I didn't know if that was, that's so old. It might have been 16, but it was it was not young. Because my mom just loved the pictures. Well, I, I know, but that just... I did not uh, sit on his lap. I sat on the I sat on the arm. It was 16 or 17, because I drove amazing. myself. I don't know, my you mom... My mom loved the pictures from your mom. Okay. My mom loved them. the pictures. Uh, I... <laughs> Teen of any amount seems beyond... I don't know. It didn't feel weird to me. It doesn't now. I just told him, like, my mom loves these pictures, so I'm just here to get a picture for my mom. He's like, and I love little boys. No, I remember he still... I must have only gone when I was 16, because I only remember one year of that, but it was like... You drove yourself. He was basically like... He still was like, well, what do you want for Christmas? And I was like, oh, a brand new car. Like, I don't remember what I said, but it was just something like, I don't want to do this. I feel weird enough. I love my mom. Just take the damn picture. But then, yeah, it was like you guys are saying. I felt, I felt too awkward going to do it, and was and my mom was like, "You're not. You didn't." And I was, I felt like really bad. The next year when Christmas came around, I was like, I didn't go to get a Santa picture because I like wrapped the. That was her present. Was mm-hmm. that picture? And I was like, I didn't go to get one. She's like, you didn't. And I, <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> beef fat sack of weed. <laughs> Uh, and I just told her like I don't know I don't want to do it anymore it's too weird and it takes forever it, I just don't want to do it anymore give me give me the god you old man but she was she was like you when you were because at like 10 years old I promised her I was like I'll always I'll get my picture taken every year so but it's not gonna happen do it at the have you taken did you take Nemo last year? Mm-mm. Take him next year, but then also you get your picture taken. I've thought about that, and we might do that if he still believes in Santa. Yeah, a row, a row, still will. Yeah. Assuming he doesn't ruin it for her. I hope he doesn't seem like that kind of mean older brother that would just ruin it. No, I think I don't think my brother did it for me. I if if I, I definitely didn't do it for my sister. So I think you. I think we're most unless one of them made the other one so unbelievably mad. I can't imagine. Because that's like a there's there's certain levels of things you do as a brother and a sister like brother and sister brother and brother where it's like haha you know like good natured ribbing but there's certain things that are like abnormally mean like not evil a, not according to Wallet Beef what Wallet Beef phrased it in a funny way he was like that seems like a thing my brother once he figured it out couldn't wait to tell me <laughs> he phrased it some way like that like. Once he had that pinned down, he would have just, it would have been the first thing on his mind to do is come tell me. Um, yeah, if I go, cause I still, I hate, like it's, it's the reason I never, I'm, I don't know. I'm broken as a person, I guess. <clears throat> or I just, I don't understand normal people, but like, I never liked going to Valley fair or I never liked going, like I'd hate, I don't, 
I like a ride in an amusement park, but I hate going and standing in lines. It's just, I don't know. I've never liked mm-hmm. it. And so that's the same thing. It's like the idea of going and waiting in a crowded line in a mall with my kids. Do, like it doesn't, it wasn't fun for me as a kid. I didn't like doing it. And it doesn't seem fun. It doesn't seem like it's fun for them either. I don't know. I just don't really want to do it. If, if anything, it's strictly for your mom. Correct. Uh, so if I do it, I would I would try to figure out. I would just take a half day and okay, like you can go see Santa December sixteenth at noon. That's when I'm going to mm-hmm. do it. <laughs> do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah. go and there's probably like go on a Tuesday at noon, way before Christmas, and just get your picture taken. Mm-hmm. Um, what else is happening, Dan? That's about it. There's some really good fights last weekend. Yeah. And there's a there's a fight this weekend I'm looking forward to, but Cheeto Vera versus Jose Aldo. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um Yeah, this time last year we were doing the best of the decade and it was the first time I had ever seen uh Taffin. Taffin? Yeah, the Taffin gift. Yeah, the video, No, yeah. the Taffin video. Because Walla Beef submitted it. I should have found that clip and like played it here. But I just about died the first time I saw that. Maybe you shouldn't be living here. Uh, and then the movie didn't suck. I liked that movie. I legitimately, mm-hmm. I've said it before in, in the movie night chat. I, I legitimately watched that movie again. Mm-hmm. I did not hate that movie. So what do you what do you want to do this episode, Dan? Do you just want to do a standard fair episode, or do you want to talk about twenty twenty? Just like twenty twenty in general. Yeah. Any um, any good things you have come to mind in twenty twenty? <laughs> what a shitty year! No. It like that podcast that we did seems years ago mm-hmm. it's just it's been i mean i asked my mom who's in her 70s i was like have you ever lived in like a a, a time that seemed harder or more bizarre or m- like scarier and she's like no it's the craziest it's ever been for me like you know lived through vietnam and all sorts of stuff mm-hmm. and this is this is it this is like this is the year to end all years for her. It's just been so bizarre. And like, I don't know. It's just so disappointing to see like countries like, uh, was it New Zealand or Australia that was just like, Hey, but they don't have any virus. They've declared mm-hmm. themselves virus free. They have no cases of it. Mm-hmm. When I mean, yeah, I guess you could make the argument. What What is Australia's population compared to ours? It's gotta be like a fraction. Well, of course it's a fraction. Oh uh, yeah, Vietnam has zero cases. That's where Happy Blappers, a member of family, lives. Uh, Australia has twenty-four million people. Compared- they have less. They have less than California. They have less than California. So I mean, there is something to be said for the fact that they have less than one of our states uh, spread out over like the size of our country. 
Yeah, that's not really true though, because most of most of Australia's yeah. it's kind of like Canada, where Canada's huge, but it's mostly a strip yeah. uh, of there. land. Yeah, New Zealand's virus free. There's there's a lot of places that are. Mm-hmm. What a weird things that that has been. I've never like I don't we don't need to go down this road because we usually try to have like fun on the podcast, but I've never been. I've never been more disappointed in the pe- like the people in my country and my country than I have been this year and just how bizarre their reactions are and how far away from reality so many of them seem to be. Well, yeah. Yeah, like like it seemed like it would have it wouldn't have been easy but like cuz there, there would have been people that just, you know, cuz it's America, they just wouldn't have uh let somebody tell them what to do. That's that's just the nature of the beast for a certain c- certain segment of the population. But sure. There 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 are there are some swing some swing people that if people in leadership had have just said something, they would have just. Oh, is South Dakota virus free because they're all dead? Dead? What are you beating to the punchline? <laughs> that happened at the same time. <laughs> Damn it. Splinter says South Dakota is pretty much virus free now. I think. And then a half a minute later, because they all died. <laughs> that I didn't actually read the article, but there was I saw an article headline that was like, there was a certain percentage of Minnesota cases that could just be linked to Sturgis. That's, oh, is that it, South Dakota it, it, or it, North it, it Dakota? Was, there was uh, most, yeah, there was a big chunk of what came back to us in like October uh, and November was from, from Sturgis. <sighs> yeah. It's just been, I don't know. It's been frustrating. Yeah, it's one thing because it's again like we talked about it with like when we talked about like conspiracy people or, or people that where the the thought process going on in their head is so foreign and so alien that I can't in the life of me understand how they justify it to themselves. Like it's just it's just like the thought process is so bad. It's so. It's so baffling. <clears throat> Amber and I were talking about this after dinner the other day. Smash Mouth concert related mostly. Smash Mouth, Smash Those Mouth. Bastards. Those bastards. Um, Somebody. <laughs> that's one of Dan's favorite videos on the internet is what is it? Smash Smash Mouth SNL. Yeah, they're breaking through a wall. This little girl's bedroom. It's fantastic. Yep. Um. We were just talking about yesterday how at what what level of hope does the the popular vote that we've seen the past two presidential elections give you? Because I put some hope into it. They oh, the, uh, I yes, like the the majority of the country is not insane. Because the majority of voters both times voted for, you know, not Trump. Mm-hmm. And this time it was more, wasn't it, than the first election? Somebody correct me on that if I'm wrong. Yeah, like, like they, they both got, uh, you know, like this is the most anybody's ever voted. And I'm only but. saying that because it just seems like the, you know, we've talked about this for the past several weeks. uh on and off, but it's like locally, I'm I'm much more likely, I guess, is a, is the best word, uh, 
whatever that percentage is, I don't know. But I'm more likely to vote locally for somebody who's conservative than I am nationally because it seems like when you get the higher up in the political stratosphere you go, the more you have to attach yourself to kind of the things that I hate about conservatives and Republicans, which is like the kind of anti-science, uh, in my opinion, anti-middle class. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, it's... it's 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 very much that yeah so it, when i say like voted for not trump or for, voted for the democratic party it's not like it's not like i think we should have only democrats because i think that could also lead to problems but i do want us to vote for people who are trusting scientists and trusting doctors and things like that mm-hmm. hopefully apparently smash Mouth played sturgis i didn't know that I don't know if Amber's dad went to Sturgis. He was kind of more in the camp of not taking COVID seriously, and then he had a friend pass away because of it, and I think he started to change his tune after that. Mm-hmm. And it got really bad in Arizona where he's yeah. at at a certain point. Yeah. But uh, Amber says he did not. No, he didn't. Okay, good. Yeah, he seemed to change his tune after. I think he had more than one friend pass away. Which, like, how bizarre. He's still planning to travel to South Dakota for Christmas. I mean, yeah, a social guy like that, there's only so much I can expect him to do, I guess. I don't know. You know, that's that's what, uh, I don't know, Splinter's still here, but I said that to him at one point. He was checking in on us. He was just like, how are you guys doing? And I was like, this was kind of earlier on, because I think I'm at my wit's end with the, whole fucking pandemic too but it was just like i'm just thankful to be as introverted as i am because it hasn't changed a whole lot in our lives but it's like the extroverts that's who i feel bad for the people who want to go out and want to be social and amber's dad is definitely like that he's much more of a social butterfly likes going out and doing that stuff and so yeah to not see his dad for christmas i don't know it'd be weird too because we're you know where Paul is and where his dad is. It's like, how many more Christmases do I get with him? Do I risk it and go this? I don't know. I mean, it's a <laughs> uh, person I work with. When everything was starting to like ramp up again, took her parents to Vegas and they went and gambled in Vegas. They all came back. Nobody got sick, as far as I know. But I just remember thinking, like, man, that's bananas. Because mm-hmm. I'm just not. I'm not programmed that way to like there's a pandemic going on and I want to go out and do stuff anyway. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's like, if there's been one nice part about the pandemic, it's just been like, Oh, I have an excuse to be as antisocial as I am. Or like I was saying last week or two weeks ago, I'm not, I'm not mad about not having to do like six different Christmas things this year. Cause we, you know, Amber and I both have divorced parents and there usually has to be something extra special for some member of the family. So we end up doing like five and then our son's birthday is December 23rd. So we got to do a party for him. It's just like this, t- this time of year is usually stressful for me for a different reason than it is this year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't, uh, I don't particularly have anything to look back on fondly in 2020 other than just, you know, I'm fond of my kids. <laughs> Yeah, so like, like you, you still have everything that happened to them this year. And to like, be... F- Go ahead. Just like, just in their growth. 
I did really enjoy our summer. I mean, we went out on tons of walks. Um, you know, during the summer, we were doing all the work with getting devices ready to roll out. Mm-hmm. And so I would just, you know, go home and my kids were home and I would just go home and eat lunch with my family a lot of days. And we went over to Big J's a lot uh, this summer and just hot, like there was never any pressure to like go out and do things. And that was kind of nice. We just like a lot of our summer was, we just went over to Amherst sisters at big J's house and let the kids play in the backyard. Cause we're, most of our kids, except for Aurora are now at the age where like they can just kind of go play and be kids. And we would hang out and chat. And mm-hmm. I mean, it was nice in that way, but you're just, you're so focused on other things. It's been hard to, appreciate that stuff is big j's a sturgis bar almost certainly big j's is a sturgis bar i would assume so but big big j little c i think yeah big j little c is uh one of our our frequent guests and my brother-in-law um yeah yeah you know, like go ahead oh like yeah there isn't much uh like there wasn't much I was going to be doing this year anyway. It just kind of removed like the stuff we would normally do in person uh during the week. So we, you know. So we we so we, we adapted as best we could to like be on video, you know, and still do the exact same stuff. Um you just you guys weren't come over to my house every week. Yeah. Or I've yeah. missed that since the beginning. Mm-hmm. for sure and i've missed you know we would occasionally we'd go out to uh you know a different yeah. you know what bar i really miss that i really like i really hope has fared well is uh yorig that bar in east st paul up on the bluffs yeah i don't know that german bar i should have figured out how to pick something up from there uh maybe, maybe i'll do that next week well next week might be hard because it's christmas week but you know, we'd go out or we'd go to Barrel Theory or we'd go to Happy Hour somewhere. and mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think I was really feeling... I don't think I was feeling as run down by, by the pandemic as, as much as everybody else until probably last week. And then it just... I just... I don't know. The last like week and a half, two weeks, I've just felt really like... I just want to go back to normal now. And we could have been there if people weren't such fucking assholes. But that's the other thing that I keep reading. <laughs> I keep reading like these articles that I probably just shouldn't be reading at this point because they're not going to happen. But it's like we could have been like South Korea. We could, have, you know, like any number of these countries who just handled it better. Mm-hmm. Um, I really fucking hate that barstool sports guy. Now, I'll tell you that he's a fucking moron. He had some big rant last week that I watched a half of and rage quit. I don't know who that is. He's a fucking dummy. I always thought he was kind of stupid anyways, but like Barstool would have some funny memes, their page. But the guy who runs it, I don't really know. He would like... He's, go, he's he, supposed to be a complete ass. He, he like rates pizza, I think is his deal. I don't really know. I know Barstool Sports like Instagram because they would have some funny memes. Mm-hmm. But I don't really know what that guy's famous for. I think he rates pizza. (laughs) 
That's as much as I know about him. Okay. Uh, but he had some rant that was trending on Twitter, and I watched it and was just like, this guy is dumb. Okay. Yeah. Splinter says it's, Barstool dude is a piece of trash. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they, that makes like, sense. He, like, like, he crushes Union when, like, his, like, people at, like, his site were trying to, like, unionize. He's like, do you unionize? You're all fired. Like, <laughs> it was... Like, if you, if you say the word union, you're fired. Blah, blah, blah. Like, he's... He seems... He's, he's been nothing but, like, he harasses the hell out of people, women especially. Like, he's not a good guy. Okay. He seemed like a piece <laughs> of trash. I don't know anything about him other than I've seen him eat a slice of pizza, and I was like, I don't get this guy's gimmick, and then just ignored him. And then however many years later, now I saw this half this rant that he had. Uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I also stopped following this one uh account i don't know what to call them like a like a physical wellness account that i would follow because they had some interesting things on there Mm -hmm. okay splinter says well known that he treats his staff like garbage dan is right good to know Uh, yeah i mean all i had to do is watch that video to know like this doesn't seem like a guy i like but yeah it's been a weird year in that way where you're just like continually disappointed by I'm not disappointed. You know, what's good here. I'm trying to not be such a Debbie downer. I do feel more so, you know, most days I I don't feel like a Debbie downer, I guess, but today, (laughs) yes, I stopped. I stopped following (laughs) your diet. There's only so many many wild mushrooms. You can show up his ass. (laughs) I stopped following your dietary wellness (laughs) Instagram account. But, uh, but, uh, Oh man, what was the flavored beer that you drank one on one of your posts this year, Splinter? That one, it was like candy apple beer or something. I can't remember what it was, but that one cracked me up. Which wellness person did you unfollow? I have no idea. Uh, something Brothers, because they like they were going hard into like. It was just like man for guys who like posted some interesting science stuff to your Instagram st- sometimes about like cold therapy like ice bath therapy and stuff like that you're like really just in denial of this particular science it's it's just inter- bush light apple that was the one i think you had a few different ones that <laughs> that i enjoyed uh this summer i believe mayo bros yes it might be not property brothers <laughs> <laughs> i unfollowed those dick bags too yes uh i think it's mayo bros <laughs> fuck those guys uh, I th- hold on. I should make sure it's them before I. Mayo Brothers. They got called out by a sponsor, so we have to say they're bad. They got called out what? By a sponsor. By so a sponsor. Well, this is people. I don't think it's Mayo Bros. It's something. They're su- they're Canadian. Does that sound right, Happy Blapper? I don't know. They were just like. It was just an interesting example of cherry picking for me where I was like, man, they have they have talked about and posted some interesting science stuff <laughs> related to health. And now they're just kind of like, oh, but this particular thing we don't want to believe. Uh, yeah, it's the hospital, not the sandwich topping. No, okay. These are different... These are different guys that I'm thinking of. Um, yeah, who cares? We don't. We don't. They suck, so don't talk about them. <laughs> well, now I want to know. 
Uh, Canadian Brothers Ice Diving. No. Yeah, you're, no. Whatever, fuck them. Whoever they are, fuck them. But I'd followed him for several years, and then it was just like, man, this is just bizarre. Mayo Brothers Calisthenics. Thank you, Big J. That's who it is. Who is uh, Mayo Bros? It is Mayo Bros. Oh my God, no, Adam, it isn't. What? I don't know what that means, have leper. This podcast is going off the rails real quick. Yes, it's these dudes. It's the dudes Big J said. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, Big J says, creates Mayo Brothers account about the condiment. <laughs> uh <laughs> i don't know what half of blapper's panicked message means anyways uh yeah i want to say fuck those dudes now we just typed in all caps yes adam um it would like i was at first i was like well whatever i'm just gonna ignore this but then it just like it was all they were posting about and i was like well if this is what your account is going to become, then I'm not going to fall because I don't give a fuck about this. And I think you're a wrong, stupid moron. <laughs> but like, I'm not. I think Javin said it in a side conversation I was having with Javin earlier this week where he just said, like, I'm not. I'm not into people who are like, don't be political or don't like, sure, post your opinion. It, you know, I can think your opinion's fucking stupid and wrong, which in their case it was but sure post it like make a post about it it doesn't bother me you know i'll move i'll move on but like if that's what your account becomes then i'm going to be more inclined to unfollow like i'm not just going to unfollow you if you're posting things that are useful to me but you have like an opinion and this is obviously dependent on the opinion that i disagree with but like i disagree with your opinion i'm not just gonna be like well fuck you but like if that's all you're doing then you're of no use to me. So why would I continue to follow you assholes? Yeah. That's an interesting part of like, like the celebrity, like, like cancel culture, like these, these guys think that since, since they got away for so long with just being like a cool dude, that when people disagree with them and stop like paying them money, they're like, Oh, I cancel. It's like, no, people just don't want to hear you talk. Like they don't believe like you said some stupid stuff and they just don't want to deal with you anymore. Right. Like they've never had to deal with, that sort of like, like something being taken away from them, that that they immediately had to say, "Well, it can't be what I did. It's somebody else's fault that I <laughs> that I'm that I'm no longer making money." It's like, no, you're just a bunch of babies, or maybe. Yep. I mean, one of the things, don't... one of the positive things that I've taken out of this year is, and I hope to like, I really hope it's like I was saying. I think it was last week's episode or two weeks ago where it was like, man, one of my biggest fears is getting stuck into a track of thinking as I get older, and like, that's just how I think, and I don't ever analyze how I think or think about how I think going forward. But this year has really helped me to see ways of like, I need to update the way that I think sometimes. I need, yeah, you, I need you, to you update did, like a really good job of challenging the way you used to like just take certain things as gospel. Oh yeah. In that, th- but that's kind of different than what I'm saying, I guess where like things that I've never noticed before I've started to just note, like notice like eh, that's kind of, that kind of bugs me and it didn't bug me before. 
Um, and yes, one of the accountability. It, it is that they have never had to deal with accountability before. What? And also they have to be accountable for something. Oh, like these people. Splinter yeah. says it's because those people have never had to deal with accountability. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Or they've had to deal with a very tame version of it. Yeah. Um, two weeks ago or a week ago, two weeks ago, me and Big J were working out together and he brought up a superhero and I was like, who? And I'm blanking on his name now again, but it was like, it was the first, it was in the era of Big J, I'll put him in here for me if Big J is still here, I think. Uh, it was in the era of like the X-Men cartoon and the, uh, Spider-Man cartoon and things like that. And it was a, a black superhero who had like a cartoon and I had I static shock. Yeah. I never watched that show and it was just one. It was another one of those enlight enlightening moments for me of like <laughs> super male bros of um, like, Oh, it, it was just, it was never a thing. Cause then big J started to talk about, I mean, we, there was like storm was a black superhero and, and it was just something I never had to think about because it's, again, in that same vein, it's like, well, everybody looks like me mm-hmm. in that they're white, you know, like, and just kind of redefining, not even redefining, re- updating the way that I, the, the way that I notice and think about those things and talk about those things with other people now, because there's new information presented to me. And I mean, if there's a good thing that this year gave me, it is, it is that. And it's not just with regards to race. That's just the example I'm using here. Mm-hmm. But it's with regards to misgendered people or, you know, like non-binary people or just any kind of just noticing little subtle things that kind of are there that might shoehorn people into something that they're not comfortable with. Does that make sense? Yeah. And, you know, like we, we've talked a little bit in the Facebook chat, like it's last week with like the cyberpunk stuff with gamer, certain gamer bros just where like they've had like we've had it so good that every protagonist in every game has been a white dude that wants to fuck women that like all of a sudden when it's like the protagonist is just like a female viking who like or or something like it's they can't handle it and it's like it's like no like every that's not how this world works like it there's there's nothing like better than being able to get those other points of view and we we were we were coddled for so long just like only being given our own point of view and only ever having to see like that it's just it's 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 nice to see the how how much that's expanded and i i appreciate it more now than i did a few years ago yeah and what like i've said it on the podcast before a thing that really bothers me is that there's this whole kind of like you know one of the one of the reasons i really went away from like rogan's podcast is because he he it's it seemed to be more and more of a thing of like do what i say and not what i do with Mm -hmm. him whereas one of the things i respected about him in the beginning is that he didn't seem to be that way but the idea that like yeah you should you should analyze the way that you're thinking and the way that you're the way that you perceive the world and you should update it and that you should want that challenge Mm -hmm. and that you should welcome that challenge and you should 
when somebody does show you something that you should kind of welcome being like shown a blind spot or a weak spot and, and critically think about it and not just go with your knee jerk reaction and then stick with that knee jerk reaction because that's what you said. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or like, I mean, it's not really the same, but one of the things that I don't really get is uh, they were going to make Bond Idris Elba, right? That was going on for a while. People had always talked about it. I don't know if they were ever going to. Okay. Or there was like, uh, there was a thing. I can't remember. Did it start with Donald Glover or what was it? But having like a Spider-Man who's black, black Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. And people get up in arms about that stuff. Like, well, what, so this is just, I don't What do people say? Affirmative action or PC culture? I don't know what the term yeah. for it would be now. Social justice warriors. I don't yeah. Know. Where would... For, and I don't even really... So any anybody who is like more of a kind of comic aficionado or superhero aficionado than I am, correct me if I'm wrong, but like in my mind, the, the superhero is an archetype that represents a way of being. So it doesn't matter what... It could be Spider, like the Spider-Woman movie. You're still putting somebody in there who is that archetype who behaves with the values that those characters have, Batman, Spider-Man, James Bond, whatever it is. So it actually, in my mind, makes it more interesting because if you have a black James Bond or a female James Bond, you can still tell stories from that archetype's perspective with that archetype's values. But now they have a new, like a new perspective that you have never been aware of. And that's, I mean, to me, that's what like, can be so fun about movies, video games, books is that you are allowed to take in perspectives that you otherwise wouldn't get to. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, like, like like what like what does it mean to be a black Batman? Like if if you give him the same the same archetypal upbringing where he is his family was wealthy and they died when he was younger and he became, he took that and he became Batman from that. But his family getting to where they were at that level of wealth would have been a different journey than the Wayne's journey. So how does, how does that, how does that change the way that he as a character is just on a base level? Like he, he'll still kick guys ass and do all that stuff, but like what's, what's there's, there'll be an underlying, a, a different underlying current to the, to why he does what he does. What stories can you explore, yeah, with a black Batman for, like, what kind of racism might him and his family have encountered mm-hmm. in their kind of rise and, and in He wealth. may not even have known it, because, like, if his parents died when he right. was nine, he never saw it, but he may learn about it as he's growing older and learning about the struggles they had, or and that would that would change the way that, that he viewed... Uh, viewed his whole experience in the city's experience. Well, it, it might, and it might also change what he applied his Batman to like the bat, the Batman. That's what I'm saying. Archetype, unless I'm using the word wrong is the overarching kind of housing, right? The, mm-hmm. the, the capsule that holds it. And then the avenues that are explored within that archetype can be influenced by the archetype, but they don't necessarily change the archetype. So like he could pursue different things with his, Batmanness, yeah uh and that's interesting to me because like i just how many times can you kind of tell the same 
Batman stories. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? That just gets boring to me after a certain time. But once you have like these new perspectives that you get to experience and appreciate through storytelling, that's what's so fascinating to me about all that medium of storytelling, whatever it is, video games or otherwise. That that's one of the one of the the neat things that the Watchmen TV series did is it really explored like the content of superheroes or like what makes someone become a superhero, like when it came to like hooded justice and, and how, and how it's like represented. Yeah. It's, it did it, it, it. I think that's one thing that showed it very well. It's kind of really kind of dig into what, what makes a person super and what they have to do to kind of get what they think they want from the concept of justice. Yeah. And then those, I mean, some of the stuff that you might see in, I want, I kind of want to bring it back to, so I'm not just talking shit on Joe Rogan for no reason, but like <laughs> some of the things that you might see in like a, a, uh, Watchmen TV show might make you feel uncomfortable. And then that's the thing that I was like, that I liked in that podcast when it first started, when I first got into it was because the idea is like, here's a thing that makes me uncomfortable, that makes me have a knee-jerk reaction. I should sit and think about why that is. Like, it's all right to have a knee-jerk reaction, but then your responsibility as a competent, rational adult should be to come back and say like, you know, I've thought about it. My knee-jerk reaction was wrong. And here, like, and it just doesn't... it doesn't seem to be that way with that pot particular podcast anymore. But yeah, like there's, it's kind of going back to what we're saying about having accountability. It's like, yeah, you've been a la- you've been allowed to just exist in the world and think that things are a certain way. And it, because you're an empathetic being, when you're shown that it's not that way, it really sucks mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's hard. And it's, it's even harder for somebody to tell you like you're culpable in it by ignoring mm-hmm. it. You, are culpable in it. You take on a level of responsibility in that. And if you want to get into semantics and talk about different people's level of responsibility, you can get into that, but it doesn't take away the fact that you have some form of culpableness. Culpableness? Is that a word? Sure. In it. Um, Splinter said, going back uh, to what we were saying about archetypes, Mm -hmm. that's why the multiverse concept in the Spider-Man movie is cool. I haven't seen that one. I'm assuming he's talking about the, the animated one. Yep. The overarching theme is the same. The demographic and surroundings change. Yeah. So like, I, like, I remember like coming out of like in the Spider-Verse, I, I'm sure I probably mentioned on here before, but just the fact that like he, he looked like my nephew made me, because like my nephew is—is is he mixed in in the multiverse? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, uh, the, the the Miles Morales version of Spider-Man is okay. Cool. Um, he's I think he's Puerto Rican and an African American. Uh, but it's like oh, so now like my nephew who isn't like he's not like dark like super dark by any means like he's 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 a a couple generations basically removed like like his gram his grandma's white. Uh, and like you know, his dad, my brother, is white. So, like he, he like he, he has, he has the luxury in, in some regards of being, of being a little lighter. But 
even then he doesn't necessarily see his himself in like a white character on TV, like right. as, as much as I'm sure he'd like to. Um, but so like when he sees like a, a light skinned brown man on, on like TV, he's like, Oh, that guy looks just like me. It's so hard for me to even talk about it because I just don't, you know what I mean? I don't know that yeah. perspective. I don't know no. what it's like to, and I mean, maybe, yourself. maybe at three years old, it's not as big of a deal, but at a certain point you start to notice it. And mm-hmm. I don't I don't know what it's like to start, not to start. I don't know what it's like to long for a character that is more representative, of, representative you. of you. I don't, I don't know what that's like. So I just feel totally out of my, like, I feel awkward and out of my element talking about it. And I get anxious to say something stupid or something, something that comes off. This might sound stupid. Yeah. Is the name of our podcast. <laughs> something that, I mean, something coming off ignorant is fine because there are things that you're going to be ignorant of, but something that comes off kind of, uh, callously ignorant is what I'm afraid of because that would never be my intention. Do you know what I mean? No. And I, th- I think that's, that's the nice thing about what we've been doing on this. Um, is that I, I know that nothing. I like, the, it sh- sure there could be some random guy in the chat. that's never heard us talk about any of this stuff before. Um, there, there might be, but I, I know that you, like when we talk about this stuff, we're coming from like it's, we're not coming from that place. Like we may misspeak, but then the other person will be like, is usually there to be like, oh, like this is what you meant. Like, is this what you're talking about? Because we we understand that like deep down we're not dirty evil people. I think you've done that for me a number of times, or not a number, but a few times on the podcast where I've said something and you're like, hold on, because this could be taken wrong. <laughs> But yeah, but I, I know what you mean, where it's, it's, it is a comforting thing because most of the people, you know, every once in a while, I mean, we have, I, I don't know who's downloading the podcast necessarily. Mm-hmm. I know who, I don't know how many, because remember when I used to look at how many viewers we had and I, I would just get too distracted by it, so I took it away. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how many viewers we have until after it's done. I think I know most of the people who are watching live. I definitely know everybody with the exception of, two or three that pop up in the chat. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's one or two. Um, so it, it is kind of comfortable to know. Actually, I was having an email exchange with some people today. And at a certain point I was like, I just want to say like for the people who don't know me in, cause I was emailing with people outside of our district. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm really not trying to be not helpful, but I'm trying to make sure that this individual gets the right help, not just any help. Mm-hmm. And then I had several people email me like, you're not coming off rude, blah, blah, blah. But I was just like, I don't know. I get anxious about even that, about saying like, I'm not the best version of help here. This is this is where you want to reach out to. Because it, in my mind, it just like, I should just be taking on everything and fixing everything. But mm-hmm. like, it's just, it's ultimately going to take longer for that person to get the solution than if they like go to the right, you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, like as like, as Splinter said, uh, the Spider-Man movie, it's, it's a good one. It, like, it, there's, a lot of people say it's probably the best Spider-Man movie. Yeah, people uh, have talked to me about it a few times. I, I, imagine a world now. So so say you show this to your son um, as, at like a young age, and he just sees this black version of Spider-Man on screen. He doesn't grow up with, like, and he sees more of that all around. Like, if, yeah. if you watch Cartoon Network now or stuff, like, there's, like, 
uh, like Shira, the the female protagonist from like the He Man series, has her own show. Cool. And she ends up, and she ends up having like a lesbian relationship with a, a one of the other like female heroes in the show. Oh, yeah. So all of a sudden, like be just being exposed to those things make it like it were it was kind of a shock for us to see it the first times when we were older. It's like oh, this is I'm not used to this. But if he's six and he's just seeing it, by the time he's eighteen. It's just he's just used to seeing other people's points of view. That's my hope is that you <laughs> just you get to be more empathetic and and open minded and mm-hmm. yeah I it's just Zena Zena like that that's probably that's got that's the wait was Zena the earliest was Zena gay and I didn't realize it when I was a kid. I think we all, I always assumed she was. I don't know. I thought Lucy Lawless was hot. Oh yeah, but that doesn't mean she can't be gay. Just because you want to have sex there does not mean she. <laughs> it did when I was twelve, or however old I was. I was I was ignoring the other signals apparently because I was just trying to see what I wanted. Um, man, Zena. I, re- I really like the other girl in that. So not 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 yeah like yeah. It's not, not her little like, her, her, like her, her little friend. But there was the villain, the main villain oh, in that who? for whatever reason. She had like this, like stark blonde hair. I don't know what it was about. her. I don't remember that person at I was, all. I remember Zena's little friend was what I was blonde. mostly about. Yeah, who, oh no, she like I'm all about her too. Who was her buddy? Was <laughs> Javid? Dang, I Zena Zena villain. I don't know. Say something like Callisto. Okay, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Callisto, all right. Leads oh, leads the way into the camera. Who? Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, if I'm trying to find some good out of the year 2020, I have had a a new set of blinds opened within my mind uh, because of some of the the sadder events of 2020. Yep, I'll, I'll I'll agree wholeheartedly with and that. And I and I think it. I I my hope is that it's it's not defined to just this one thing, but it's 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 opened up to a broader way of trying to understand different perspectives than mm-hmm. mine, and just appreciating what a middle of the like. I've always kind of appreciated what a middle of the road perspective I have, but I've more appreciated of like I don't I I'm not ever gonna do it. Like I'm never gonna be an athlete. I'm never going to be like a great mathematician or science man or, you know what I mean? Like I'm just kind of like, even when I was younger, I was like, I know that I'm going to be happy and I am very happy having a middle of the road life. Like Mm -hmm. I want a job with a decent income. I want a decent house. I want a car that doesn't break. And I'm, you know, and I want beers with buds like, Mm -hmm. and books. I mean, it's kind of like, that's what I want, and that's what'll make me happy, and it does. But now I'm I'm seeing it more as like, no, I am like one of the reasons that will make me happy is because I am so middle of the road in America that like everything is just kind of catered around me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm the I'm the most common size for jeans. I'm the most common size for shoes. I'm Everybody on TV looks like me. It's not hard to go to find perspectives that are just like mine. It's you know what I mean. Like, it's just beers, buds, books. 
I'm surprised you didn't add boobs on that because I feel like that. Like if you want a fourth B, that's. But would, where would you put boobs on that? I, well, I'd want beers, buds, books, butts, boobs. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'll, I'll hear that ranking. <laughs> that's the shirt I want. Just in a straight line. I, now. Also, I would never wear that shirt in public. No, you'd wear it at home. Yeah. Yeah, I have a shirt. Or, or, or under a sweatshirt. I have a shirt that a dear friend of mine bought after we had Aurora, and it says, I'm so tired. And I wear that. It's like my weekend shirt that I wear around the house, but like, I'll never wear it out in public because my mom still tells this story to people uh, that like when I was 15, I stopped wearing band shirts and all sorts of stuff because I didn't, I didn't like, ooh, Splinter. I didn't like that people would talk to me about my shirts Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so like the shirt that says i'm so tired or like big j once got me a shirt that says world's okayest brother and it is also a weekend shirt for me because i just don't i don't want a reason for people to come talk to me while i'm like i barely want to be in public anyway so i don't like that there are things where like i remember i have this barrel theory hoodie uh that people have approached me about three different times uh, it, not not recently, but like right when Barrel Theory kind of was open and mm-hmm. the like, I I had wait maybe it was two. It was two or three different times where people saw like came up to me and started talking to me about it, and it's just like I don't. They have a they have beers that I like, and that's all I want to say. <laughs> I, I don't. I'm not a beer guy. Like I don't. I just. I get panicky. Even now, it's like I don't know how to. I don't know anything about beer. I'm just gonna sound stupid. I like the taste of some of the beer, and the hoodie's dope, and it's my buddy's bar. And I want to support it, so I like that. I just get. I get awkward. Even now, I just get awkward, and it makes so I like when I'm in public. I I try to just wear shirts that nobody can approach me about, and it would be the mm-hmm. same. It would be the same with. Uh, Go buy another one. <laughs> it would be the same with uh, where's the list? I already lost the yeah beers, buds, books, butts, boobs. Perfect. Perfect. I need another beer. All right. What else should we From- talk about, Dan? What else happened this year? It's hard to remember anything. Um, I have it- I I have in my email. I think it's like December seventeenth. I sent. Uh an email to Amber. Or maybe it's December 27th. There's a there's a 7 in there somewhere. Hold on. Mm-hmm. That's pretty good. Uh I'd ask what size you are. I'm usually a large. Enough. Enough. I thought you talking about dicks. Oh. But whatever is most common, I guess. Exactly. <laughs> um I I think it was December 27th, maybe, where we all, after Amber's dad came and visited us, I mean, my son had been sick forever. Last year mm-hmm. was so gnarly. Even before COVID, last year was rough for us because we <laughs> figured we just, our kids were sick. Nemo got pneumonia. Yep. Um, and I sent an email to Amber about this new super bug in... Wuhan, China, that was like getting out of control. And I, I'm pretty sure it's December 27th. I sent it to Amber and I was like, 
is there any way that your dad could have brought this here? Because I like, I get sick every year and I'll get a, like a cold or two. And then every other year, maybe every two years I get the flu and the flu puts me on my ass. I usually get the flu shot. Uh, but the, the flu, if I get it, will just like, I'm out of commission for like two days. I have a fever. I get really high fevers. I get like 102, 103 fever, terrible body aches. I don't eat. I usually lose like a ton of weight uh, when I have the flu because I don't eat and I like force myself to drink water. But I usually like, I don't really, I, my whole life, I've never really gotten coughs or strep throat or like it doesn't, I just don't really get those. And I had a cough. If you go back and listen to the podcast, I had a cough that lasted for six weeks. I'd be on the podcast, like constantly having to look away because I was coughing. And I emailed Amber and was like, is there any chance that your dad like works with somebody who travels to China or something? And that's what he brought here? Because that cough was like, I couldn't sleep because of that cough. It was unlike any cough I had ever had. Now I don't actually think it was COVID, but it was... That's the earliest that I heard of COVID, mm-hmm. and it was just called coronavirus then. Uh, was I just it popped up on my YouTube recommended, and I watched it because I was it just sounded like what we had had, mm-hmm. and then it just it it's crazy that it built from there in December until when did we go into lockdown? It March. had to be March because it was right when our spring break was going to end. Correct. And we start. We started off by adding two days of spring break. We're gonna. We'll. We'll go to Tuesday of the next week instead. No, we're just never coming. <laughs> Fucking. It's been so long and so like quick at the same time. It's so weird. Like that seems. Time makes no sense this year. That's no, it's so weird and it's so universal that people say that. Like time just, ooh, yeah, black it's sack, wavy. Something else going on at black sack that I know about. What else do you I... watch on YouTube that made that recommended? You know how <laughs> you know how YouTube just has like their new like. It's you'll scroll down a few times and then there's just their like new like YouTube news where they just post shit that like i don't ever watch you you i don't ever watch news on youtube but i did that time because it just i was like what is this and it just everything they were describing sounded like what we had i don't actually think it was covid uh amber's dad actually got tested for antibodies and came back that he didn't have them but hmm that's good. That, that, that really just kind of rules. Because you know, that's the thing. You just never really know. Yeah. But. Never been on YouTube. It's um, tough to navigate. It's very tough. I'm on YouTube. Maybe the only thing I'm on more on YouTube is Instagram. Let's see. Cool things that happened to me this year. Uh, you got to be friends with me for another year. Yep. Number, number one with a bullet. <laughs> Um, I found out the black stack delivers to my house. That was cool. That was cool. So, so, so I've had them deliver crawlers a couple times. Uh, I did, uh, found out, uh, that I enjoy Alfred Hitchcock movies. That's cool. That's cool. Um, got 
I, I learned that I really enjoy biking. That's cool. Mm, I think you knew that before 2020. Why? Well, you, you bought your bike thing in 2019. Yeah, in the summer. Um, biking kept me in shape during quarantine. Yeah. In the early days of the quarantine, when you, when I couldn't take a bike outside. That's cool. Um, oh, we discovered Australian hand pies. Oh, my God. That might be number one. That of the might bullet. be number one with a bullet, yeah. Bub, Bub's Aussie Pies. Poof. Australian hand pies are dope as shit. What a restaurant. I got to figure out a way... Next time I when I'm out of quarantine and I go back to work out with Big J, I gotta bring Big J uh, an yeah, Aussie. I'm eating that tomorrow. Aussie hand. Or Saturday, one of those two days. I'm eating. I'm making burgers tomorrow. Man, there's, Aussie hand pies, something else. There's some asshole on my Instagram feed who keeps putting up pictures <laughs> of burgers and it makes me want them. So I'm making burgers again tomorrow. Oh, I think um, that thing that thing looked pretty great. I want it now. Uh that's probably it. Uh, What's your yeah. favorite movie of 2020? I mean, it's got to be a short list, right? How many movies came out this year? Yeah, like movies that, oh boy, movies that actually came out this year. Is it Mike? It is. It's Mike. Oh, he's posting uh, those Instagram burgers. I don't even know what came out this year, really. Like... When did Parasite came out? Was that 2019? Which movie? You Parasite? For a second. Uh, Parasite was 2019. Okay. Because it, uh, uh, it won Best Picture. Oh, I was going to say, Parasite's probably my favorite movie of 2019. Yeah. I, I, could, I could see that being a... Being I couldn't a tell you the last her. time I... Whoa, I almost made a really dumb statement. Uh-oh. I was going to say, I couldn't tell you the last time I watched a full movie. <laughs> But we literally watch a movie every week together. <laughs> Two days ago. <laughs> I caught myself. I couldn't tell you the last time I watched a full movie on my own. That's been one of the nice things about, as I said before, this bike, is that it it puts me in a seat for the length of most movies. And... I've been able to watch things that I just wouldn't normally have just put on. It's like, oh, I'll just put this thing on. I'll, I'll watch this. Because there are movies that I'll set out I'd want to see, but I would just stop myself. It's like, as a, it's like ah, I don't feel like putting it on. Or I just wouldn't think to put it on. But when I force myself to do it by being on that on that bike for, for that amount of time, it's just, it's nice. Yeah, it, are you, do you, you sometimes go out of your way it seems like to watch shitty movies when you're doing that yeah oh yeah because like there's something like i'll go on the like amazon prime and i'll look at like because the fucking like recommended thing is so nonsense for me right now that like it's just there's just dumb shit in there i'm like ooh, what the hell is this thing does your youtube recommended make sense at this point now because you don't have us forcing you to watch videos every week yeah it'll like if i look at it right now what do we got um because your YouTube recommended is usually the most bananas that I've ever seen because you watch once a week. We would have you just pick out random videos to watch. PBS Eons, a video about uh, uh, 
why this certain dinosaur lost its hair. Uh, some of uh, regular media got one, uh, two of them up there. Um, Adult Swim, one for Eric Andre's show. See you, Splitter. See you, Splitter. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah, good to see you, buddy. Um, uh, a sumo video, uh, a Premier League soccer video. Yeah, so it's back to more of the things I watch, which kind of sucks. Because I wanted to, like, I wanted to, like, I want things to, like, I'll hit refresh, like, give me something new. And it's, it's like, no! Give me something new! <laughs> I, uh, I had that today. I wanted to just, I was eating downstairs, uh, kind of answering emails or, you know, just being on Teams chat. And I was just refreshing YouTube over and over again, like, put, let me put on something that I can watch while I'm eating. And just, mm-hmm. like... Nothing came up that I wanted to watch. That was a bummer. Um, did you ever end up reading that movie theaters thing? I didn't finish it. It's long as fuck. The one from Vice I put in movie night chat. Did Just you read it? Just skim it. I read about half of it. Well, that's not true. I read about three... Hold on. I read about half of it, but the first quarter of it I skipped because it was just... The first quarter of that fucking article, whoever that lady's editor is at Vice should be fired. Because the first quarter of that article is like basically saying, COVID's been tough on movie theaters. Like, it's completely unnecessary. It's a Mm -hmm. paragraph at most. Mm -hmm. That, like... And that article... But Vice is so in love with, like being highfalutin and mm-hmm. pretending they're not, but being that way. And like, it's just, it's too wordy. Most of that first quarter should be cut down to a paragraph or a paragraph and two sentences. Like mm-hmm. shit's been hard on movie theaters here. Like you don't need to tell me the fucking statistics. I get it. But then the other, the meat of that is interesting Mm-hmm. But I didn't finish the end of it. But it, you basically get the point. I'm assuming by reading kind of the the middle. Oh, now Adam's an editor. Well, I'm an editor in in a certain regard. Yeah. I'm a I'm a I'm a copy editor, not a line editor. Um. Uh, what? Because it's it's an interesting conversation. Like, what is what is the theater model going forward in a, in a post in a post COVID world. I don't know. I mean, if you're talking to me, the only theater experience that I enjoyed anymore pre COVID Mm -hmm. was going to see a movie with like nine of my friends Mm -hmm. on or during a movie or to see a movie where I don't like a part of the fun is that the theater is going to be talking and laughing during the show mm-hmm. because any movie that I wanted to see in earnest, it seemed like it would, I would go there and it would get ruined by some asshole on their phone or like it just like people are so rude during movies or you know, a really good experience I had was when you, me and Javin on a day that school got closed all went and saw... Uh, favorite? The Favorite. Sorry, I was reading Javin's comment. We went and saw The Favorite in the middle of a day on like a Wednesday that was one of the coldest days 
in recent history. They, it was so cold they closed school. Mm-hmm. But we braved the weather and went and saw the favorite in the middle of a day on a freezing cold day. So there was like there weren't many people in the theater. So chances are it's not going to get ruined. Like the people who are there want to be there. Mm-hmm. It's not like some asshole looking for something to do on a Friday night or some place to take a date because he's a loser. I don't know. So, but but yeah. Uh, Javin said, if it's not a secret screening type of thing or maybe an IMAX, I don't care about seeing movies in a theater. That doesn't ring true for me. I thought you guys liked seeing movies in the theater. I thought I was the odd duck in this regard. I, I think it's more... I enjoy seeing movies with other people in the theater. Um, Schwartz, but I think, Schwartz says Dorito. Oh, I get it. Um, up, like I listen. I listen to a podcast um, with the CEO of Alamo, and uh, she got the job on on April thirtieth. Is when she officially oh, started. Christ. Uh, but it. Like she talks a little bit about, like the experiential na- nature of what the consumer kind of looks for nowadays. Um, it's it's kind of things that like the the bigger new malls are trying to do. Malls. Is, what? Yeah, yeah, like malls. Yeah. So, do you know what a mall is? Mm. Okay. Building with stores. Uh, <laughs> so, like they'll 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 put other things in the mall, like. That will that you can't just do by ordering from Amazon.com. So a reason for you that you want to be like, oh yeah, let's let's let's, let's go Thursday night to the mall. Sex um, robots with sex robots, correct? Okay, I'm um, I'm caught up. And and so that's the sort of thing that that Alamo does as opposed to like an AMC <clears throat> is it's you go there with your buddies. They have like she like she brought up like the stat that they have. You know, an AMC might might show a thousand different movies, which that's probably high for what they'll show in the year. But Alamo will show over two thousand in the in like a in the one of their locations because it's you know they'll they'll show the secret screenings, they'll show the movies, right? Like it's okay. it's about it's about it's it's still a theater. It's you're the cinnabon. It's about you going there, like Schwat said, you're the cinnabon of movie theaters. Exactly, you're the the the, the creamy jizz on top. Uh but and so that's it's about it's about the experience you get to have exactly. because you can't, that, that's, you why can't... We, that's why we always loved going to the alamo it's it wasn't like we, we knew we would have fun with we would pro- hopefully have fun watching the movie whatever the movie is going to be like hopefully hopefully it's good especially like for like the secret screenings but it's you know even though you're not just constantly chatting with your buds for for an hour and a half you're still experiencing it together and enjoying this thing together and like uh so like that's i think that's where they their model is a good one going forward uh who knows what amcs look like in the future they, they may try and model themselves after more more alamo type stuff like they have bars in them now like we started noticing that a few years ago where like you could bring beer in to like to like an amc um I feel like bars like their bar. people talk more. Um, but Alamo defeats the thing that you hate the most of people looking at their phones because you can just write on a piece of paper, "fuck this guy," give it to the manager, and they'll kick him out. Like it's. Have you ever seen that happen? Actually, no. I've 
I've never. Um, I think the closest I've ever heard of it is, but I, I don't. I don't think anybody said anything. But it was when. Oh yeah. Uh, it was when uh, our buddy uh, Ball of Beef was sitting next to our boss. Yeah. And his wife and his friends would not shut up through Conan the Barbarian. But nobody complained about them until the end. Yeah. Schwartz says he's seen a warning. I so the time that I realized I like not even the Alamo was going to cut it for me. It was like I just I get too annoyed at people not respecting like the mat. You know, it, it, when we were talking a few weeks ago about how like people respect the social agreement that is driving. Like, there's just mm-hmm. a strip of paint that separates us, but we all like agree to that mm-hmm. social contract. Like people, I was at the Alamo and I thought like, it's the Alamo. Like people get it. They're going to get kicked out if they talk. And we saw, um, I love that movie. Totally gone. Every, every aspect, the director's name, the other movie, who's the guy, uh, who's making the new Candyman? Jordan Peele. Oh, what was his last movie? This is this is uh, us. This is us. us. Thank you. Or is it not just us? us. Not this is us. us. Yeah. Us. Uh, I was really excited to see that movie, and went to see it. And there's a row of like four wine ladies, like wine drinking type, middle aged mom ladies, who just wouldn't shut the fuck up. Like, where would he go? What is he doing? Like, and I was like, really? Because in my mind, I had I had seen movies at the Alamo and people were cool about it. And it was like, mm-hmm. this is where people who want to see movies go to see a movie. And they were talking and I had to shush them. But it's so annoying to have to even... Sh- like, I don't even want to have to shush somebody. I don't want to... Because you're thinking, like, should I do it? Maybe they're going to shut up. It's just the beginning of the movie. Well, if they're still doing it. Should I do it? What if they say something? Then, it, like, you know what I mean? Like, you have you're sitting there considering, like, do I shush them? Mm-hmm. Do I like? It's still distracting to like have to write a card. I just like I don't have. <laughs> Schwatt loves shushing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's one thing I know, but like, there's all this other stuff, and then after you do it, you I feel like an asshole for doing it. Yeah, okay, and you can't pay attention anymore. And then it's hard to pay attention, and it took me way out of that movie at a very exciting part of the movie to have to finally go like, shh. And those, they did shut the fuck up for the rest of the movie because they probably knew I was going to write a card on them if they didn't. But, like, I don't know. It's just the whole thing was distracting and took me out of the movie multiple times because these people wouldn't shut the fuck up. And mm-hmm. maybe it's because Us was like a more popular movie, but like, it's just not worth it to me. I don't, I don't like going enough to experience that. You know what I mean? Like, but, but you would so, go to a secret screening. Well, yeah. Let me get. There's this is like two points that make one bigger point, like a mountain. Oh, okay. I don't know what a mountain is. Um, kind of is. I really like the idea. One of the ones that I thought would be really fun to go do is go see uh, Christmas Vacation because they Mm -hmm. show it every year. I would love to go to that with my mom because my mom and I talk at movies all the time. We quote movies. You know, it's one of the really fun things about our movie nights that we do is like everybody kind of talks. Every once in a while, there's a serious movie that we all shut up and watch. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were mostly quiet for The World's End Mm -hmm. besides just laughing at the jokes in the movie, but... 
that that experience seems really fun and like i could actually see a yearly tradition with my mom going to the alamo to see christmas vacation in a quote along type thing yeah 100%. it would be fun to be there with my mom and a whole other bunch of people who all at the same time go save the neck for me clark you know what mm-hmm. i mean like uh that kind of experience seems like it might be fun to me um Unless you go and I'm sure there's, you're going to get that one guy who tries to say the quote like 30 seconds before the quote actually comes up. Like we don't all know it's coming. You know what I mean? Like that guy would bug me actually where it's like 30 seconds before the quote and there's some dumb asshole in the crowd that's like, save the neck for me, Clark. And it's like, you're not cool. We, that's why we're here. We've all seen the movie. Say it at the time that, you know what I mean? Like that. I'm getting worked up about it now. That would start to bother me. Like, you're not, it doesn't make you interesting in this crowd. Everybody, that's why we're here. Everybody's seen it, you dick. There were those guys that dressed I up in army uniforms. I hate that guy already. Huh? There were those guys that dressed up in army uniforms. I don't, those two dudes, I was fully ready to fight. <laughs> those fucking nerds. Oh, shit. Well, those, but, yeah. oh my God, I had to yell at those people in that theater. Do you remember? They were like, oh, yeah. me and Baby, me and yelling at them. They're like, those, but those ladies are in our seats. And I had to go, well, go talk to them. Get out of my seat. Clunk, 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 clunk. <laughs> Wallabies down there going, we know them. Those are their seats. They're fucking dumb canteens tinking around. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's not, that was, I was actually excited to see that movie in the theater. That was a whole. That was an ordeal Holy for you, though. Shit, that was a thing. Uh, uh, but like, and, and that's where like the new model um, might. <laughs> Javin, that was that was amazing. That was Javin. What if I took you to a movie on the wrong day? Hold on. Remember your point. Can I tell the story? Yeah. Real quick. I like. I'm not a Star Wars fan. I had no interest in seeing the Star Wars movie, but. Dan, Ninjas, and Javin all really wanted to go see the new Star Wars movie again. And it was like midnight on a random day. Uh, And Javin was like, well, what if I buy your ticket? Will you go? And I was like, don't worry about it. I'll just go home. And he's like, I'll buy your ticket. And I was like, cool. If you buy my ticket, I'll go with to see new Star Wars. And Javin buys tickets. We go. We somehow get into the theater. I don't know why we didn't get caught there. He lets us through. <laughs> lets us through. We sit down, and these guys come up, and they're like, you're in our seats. And we're like, mm. we look at our tickets like, nope, these are our seats. And they're like, well, these are our seats. And Javin's like, I don't know how that's possible. Looks back down on his phone, and my favorite part is like, well, we got to go. These are their seats. And like, stands up, and we're all like, what's happening? And we walk out of the theater, and he's just like, these tickets are for tomorrow. <laughs> I just, I love Javin's like, Oh yeah, these are the wrong seats. Like everybody gets up, but we walked all the way out of the theater. Anyway, what were you gonna say? Um, yeah, he's right. The pe- people were in our seats. There was a guy and a girl were in oh, the seats. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, it was yeah. the other way around. Yeah. Um, well, the this new whatever this new model is might fit you better. So with, I just got a theater all to myself. Well, that's that's a different thing I'll talk about after this. But, okay. uh, so, like, Disney tried it first with Mulan, where it was, you had to have Disney Plus, and then you had to, on top of paying the Disney Plus fee, you had to pay 
15 dollars, something like that or 19 dollars to watch Mulan. um and it, it didn't do super well like they still released it in theaters and stuff and it, it didn't uh it didn't it didn't do as well as i thought it was going to but warner with hbo max is just going to release them same day this as, as, a, as a gesture this this year it's it'll be in theaters but it'll also be for a month it'll be free if you have an hbo max subscription you can just you can just watch dune or wonder woman this month um so there may be like a same day same time sort of thing where it might not be free on hbo max but it might be even just like a week later you could rent it on voodoo or buy it on voodoo outright if you just didn't want to if you just didn't want to bother spending like the 12 dollars to go to the theater that day and, and go see it in theaters you could watch it like the next friday for 15 dollars at home and then you still really wanted to see the movie so you probably do it but then you don't have to worry about you know going to see uh you know i can't think of like what drama or something like or action movie would be coming out in like the next year um but you wouldn't have to like worry about that person doing those things for that movie you can still go see christmas vacation you can still go see the secret screenings every every month or some other you know crazy coin barbarian thing um and have a great time but if you truly did want to see us you could sit down and watch us yeah you know the number of movies when did midsummer come out was that 2019 maybe 18 fuck i don't that seems like 12 years ago was it 12 years oh ago my god it seems so long ago i think it was Mid- 2019 2019 okay the number of movies the- that you froze up what did you said july 3rd i don't remember i it it's how the fuck did that come out last summer literally in the year in the year year half ago in the year 2020 it seems like a different life that i didn't even live like i watched a movie about a guy who saw midsommar it's so weird Mm -hmm. the number of movies that come out in a year that i feel like i have to see is Mm -hmm. maybe one or two Mm -hmm. i mean and and you that's you can still do that yeah in 2019 it was like midsommar Mm -hmm. and parasite were the only two Mm -hmm. movies like even the favorite I didn't. I don't think I knew anything about the favorite. I don't think I no, knew we, what we, it was we about. Just to you not going to see it. Well, no, you guys were like, we're going to go see it, and I was like, cool, I'll take along. Like that's yeah. on. I like hanging out with my buds. I can go to the. You know, one of the things I like is like we went there, we all got lunch, we got a couple beers, and hung out, and watched the movie. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, we froze outside. But I don't. I by no means do I need. Well, we're like Wall of Beef. I don't know if Wall of Beef is still in here. I think Schwat to a certain extent. He can correct me if I'm wrong. But Wall of Beef loves going to see movies. Like mm-hmm. loves going to see. Like I'm just not built that way. I don't give a mm-hmm. fuck about the movie theater. If I yeah. never saw, if I never saw another movie in the theater in my life, I couldn't care less. Mm-hmm. But I like movies. I just rather watch them on my big ass TV in my basement. You know, and so and, that I like that way of like I don't want to, or it's like, uh, what was the thing that I signed up for last weekend? I fucking loved that. Oh, by the way, Shutter, that was an amazing experience for me. That's uh, the that's the other thing that can the that, idea that, like, of we were they stream it, so mm-hmm. we are all watching the same stream, and it worked. We were all sunk. I mean, Walla Beef had to refresh once at the beginning. And then we were all in sync. I love mm-hmm. like that 
was a great experience for me. We all jumped in Discord, and then we watched a thing together that was just streaming. Then that was an mm-hmm. awesome experience for me. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just, I mean, it's basically what TV used to be, and now it's now it's up on Shutter. But it was like that was worth. I could have gotten out of that for free, but I was like, I don't know what this company is, but I want them to stick around. So they get you know i'm gonna wait the seven days and pay them my six bucks or seven bucks or whatever it was because it's not a bunch mm-hmm. of money i'm not going to continue the service because wow. i don't there's nothing else on there i care to watch but for that experience i'll pay seven bucks mm-hmm. or if i had to if i had to buy a month of hbo max for ten dollars you know if you start getting up to the point where like a single like well you have to sign up for hbo max for a month well how much is hbo max 39.99 be like fuck that i don't give a fuck no nope. i got here I'll I'll go read a book. There's like at a certain point there's just there's not a movie I care about enough, I don't think. I can't think of even a director at this point where I would be like, yeah, I'll pay 40 bucks to see one of their movies. But if you keep it under $10, I'll do that. Well, and that's and I think that's what they're seeing and that's kind of what they're that's like the playground they're in right now with like more more going big with HBO Max one where they're they're just making them free. If you have HBO Max, that it'll be interesting to see because, like, I'm sure it'll be super vocal about this month with the number of people that signed up only for December and the number of people that they were able to, re- to retain for another month um, because of Wonder Woman. So, like, it'll, it'll be interesting to see like what the what those numbers actually are. Like, new signups for December, retention for January, but. What were you going to say? The the Joe Bob thing. Uh-huh. If he did two of those a quarter, let's say. So what is that? When, when he gets going, it's Hold every on. week. It's every week? Isn't it, I'll, I'll have to get Jevin to, re, to remind me, but we, we watch I feel like we were watching him every week when his season's going. Well, let me... I was just going to say, I don't even know if I could do it every week. But if he did those... To a quarter, let's say. Mm-hmm. That's eight total. Mm-hmm. The entire year's subscription, if you wanted to buy a year's subscription to Shutter, was like $55. Mm-hmm. I'd pay $55 to get two of those a quarter and hang out with my buds and watch stupid, scary movies. You, you, like, you know what the beauty of that, too, is? Like, so say, like, you, like, you, like when you just said, I don't think I could do it every week. But that's the nice thing, is that if you all of a sudden could... It would be there, and you don't have to drive anywhere. You just go downstairs, turn your computer on, and we're all watching it already. Right. And I'm just, not. And you just you just join in. I'm not looking for something to replace movie night. Like I want to actually go out and see you guys physically in real oh, life yeah, yeah. in human form sometimes. But, but this is just a, a cherry on top. But if if sometimes it's just like there's going to be a Saturday night where we can all jump in discord and watch this movie and nobody has to, especially like in the winter when there's snow days and all sorts of shit. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, man, it was great. I was doing stuff around the house. I, I made like a little snack. I laid on my couch, but I felt like I was hanging out with you guys. It was just, mm-hmm. it was a, I told Amber the next day I was like, man, I'm like, I was genuinely surprised by how much I enjoyed that experience. Mm-hmm. It was just, or one of the things I've really been liking is I've just been, Saturday is usually I, I do like a big, probably an hour to an hour and a half long set of like stretching because I'm just getting older and I have to, but there's almost always fights on on Saturday. So mm-hmm. I just have fights on and I, 
I've been jumping in Discord for maybe a month now, and people just mm-hmm. jump in, and it's just fun to hang out and chat. And and that's like the other we, thing with fights is like if people were watching the fights, it's at the same time. Like it was it was free during. Um, so it's a thing that that like Schwat and Wallaby have gone to a couple times in Austin for Fantastic Fest, like the big Alamo movie festival that they do every year, and it was online this year, of course. But they did a secret screening, and it was free. Um, but it used a service called Scener, I think is the 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 what it was. But it it was free, so like we we all jump in Discord. But then you just like log into Scener, and then it starts the movie at the same time. So they're basically projecting a movie to you, like you were in a theater. But it's it's through the through the website, and so you're all watching at the same time. You're watching the fun, you're having a great time. Like that's a, it's an interesting aspect that I that I think these smaller theaters have been able to try and um, examine. It's like how can we give similar experiences to what we would what we would give, where it's there's a communal thing. Like people can chat if they want. It's you know you're you're watching this fun thing together. Um, that we can't do quite right now because our theaters can't operate the same way. How, how, how can we do that sort of thing? And so I think they'll, they'll, when it comes down to it, a place like Alamo will just do both when, when they can, they'll have the secret screening every, you know, first of the month on Tuesday, the, you know, that our, our weird crazy guy will pick whatever movie he wants and we'll watch that, have a great time. Um, what's the movie, what's the word he always uses? Oh, what is the? It's not gnarly. What is it? No, uh, dang it! It's I, not I, bananas. I, I, God damn it! What's the word that he always uses? I can't think of it. Um, but then there'll be like the movie that Alamo itself picks. That you know, every Wednesday, it'll be fourteen dollars. It'll be on Scener, and you can all just tune in and watch it. Like, so I, I think there'll be both with with a, with a company like Alamo because like like a, what they've carved out their market to be, AMCs are in like a weird other place because they don't have the other stuff. Like they are literally just like if they were if they were operating streaming service, it would just be streaming the movies you get on Netflix. Like that, like they wouldn't be able to offer you anything else. Where where you know that because of like the movies that the Alamo has access to in their film archive and all this other stuff. They can give you an experience that you wouldn't get on a different streaming site too. So they 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 have the best of both worlds in that regard, where the the bigger theaters kind of have to figure out what is what's our what's our play now that people think they might be able to just watch Wonder Woman on the exact same day that they're going to watch in the theater. How do we get them into an AMC to come watch this movie? You know, one of the things in that Vice article that I liked, but I didn't. I get so, or was it Vice or was it Mother Jones, which I think is a part of Vice. It was Vice. Okay. Is Mother Jones a part of Vice? I think it is. They might be now, yeah. Uh, Or am I thinking of Motherboard, which I know is a part of Vice, but I don't know if that exists anymore. Um, Bonkers? Oh, yes, it's Bonkers. Okay. You got it. Um, For people who don't know, anybody listening to this, we once a month before COVID... Our Alamo. Oh, I was going to make a point about Alamo too. If Alamo wasn't in Wood, like if you guys were all driving out to Minneapolis, to, I just wouldn't go. It, a part of me going to the Alamo is the fact that it's like four minutes from my house. 
Um, We're so lucky that it's in Woodbury. Oh, yeah. (laughs) But we would go once a month. They would have a secret screening. And this just totally... Like, if you meet this guy, you... Unless you just don't have any social understanding, the second you meet this guy, you're like, you are either into indie bands or indie movies or both. Mm -hmm. Like, he's got... His mustache is waxed and curled up and, like... uh, But he... We would would start... Like... I'm making fun of him, but in a, I'm trying to do it in a fun, playful way. But he would just, we would have like, we would count the amount of times he would say bonkers when he was introducing these movies. But they would, he, it would just be a secret screening. And he would screen these movies that were just bizarre and bananas. And bonkers. So three Ds. And bonkers. One of the fun things about them, though, is that people were like, in those, it wasn't the regular Alamo rules. Because some people were like, I mean, even me, you're just like, what is going on? Like, you can talk and be emphatic a little more in those. Mm-hmm. Um, there was one crew who every once in a while would like, they're do they're not doing it as their reaction. They're doing it as like attention seeking, and that would get annoying. But, anyways, I digress. Um, going back to the Vice article, they wrote it in an annoying way that had to be like edgy and cool, like in a Portlandia type way. But yeah, when they made the reference to clerks and they were like, Mm -hmm. this guy's worth, I can't remember what they said, but it's something they just, it was like, all right, got like lady writing the article. You guys are cool. Cause the guy was like, and you can quote me on that. This guy's worth seven Kevin Smith's or whatever dumb thing he said. That's not a literal quote, but it was like, okay, I get it. You guys are edgy and hip. Let's move on. Uh, I really liked one of the things that they were doing was showcasing like amateur filmmakers or what's a better word for it? Like indie indie filmmakers. Thank you. Uh, And local filmmakers. And that's something I'd be willing to pay more money for, especially if you knew like the breakdown of the, the profits that were going to those filmmakers. Because oftentimes if you're, if you're good at what you're doing, those indie films can be far more interesting because they're exploring things that like these, the, the major movies that aren't appealing to me at all. Like I don't give a fuck about any of these wonder woman movies or Marvel movies or, uh, did that come through? Yeah, I think so. That was a weird sound. Uh, I, that's something I'd be willing to pay more money for is mm-hmm. to, to see those. But the idea is like, well, we don't want to pay to house them in-house because not enough people are going to show up but if we if we charge seven bucks and show it online more people are you know more people are gonna are, are gonna filter in yeah like, like i signed up for so they did it last friday and they're doing it again this friday how this get made did live screenings or like a like a live basically a live version of the podcast so last week, last week on Friday, it was uh, the three main people: so June, Paul, and, and Jason, and then uh, Jessica St. Clair. And they talked about this movie called Christmas Night, some Lifetime movie starring uh, Melissa Joan Hart and like a, a nutcracker that comes to life. <laughs> uh, but they like they did it once, like two months ago, that I for cats. Um, and it's like it's ten dollars to to to, to uh, 
for like a like a virtual ticket to basically you know to watch this thing um and it was great like it's like it's you know you're it's as opposed to just like listening to us the podcast you're seeing them and you can see them like having fun with each other and it's it's such a a, a simple thing to do and they had like like Paul was talking after the fact he's like they had like 15,000 people that signed up for this thing like that's more than they get for like a live show yeah like it's like cuz you can be it, nationwide there there's there's this insane I think that that's the sort of thing they're starting like these this this pandemic has kind of opened these companies eyes to is like okay how do we capture this market well it's what you're selling on the internet is an experience and, and that's yeah, what I'm always trying to do in person too so they're like oh we, we we can do it twice that's like, what we, you, we can that's what you started yeah. off saying is what you're yeah. capturing is the experience that's what that that vice article did really well is that they would stream this m- movie on twitch mm-hmm. and the the like director and actor in the movie get to be in the twitch chat mm-hmm. and like talk about the movie that's an experience i don't give a fuck but that is an experience that people want and i also like, like yeah. big j what if you're in here big j was telling me about some podcast he listens to um two comedians tom segura and the machine Bert yeah. kreishner yeah. they have some podcast i don't know what it is a hot tub or something like that or hot dudes in a hot tub or something like that mm-hmm. uh it, oh my god my dog is cute hold on sorry i'm getting distracted by him. he's so sleepy um all right baby big j's not in here anymore but they they have some podcast and they were doing a live version of the podcast that was like five or ten bucks to like get a mm-hmm. ticket to and Oh, Two Bears, One Cave. Okay, that's the name of the podcast. And I really liked Big J's point, which was like, they do a podcast, I don't know what it is, every week, every other week, just Mm -hmm. randomly, whatever it is. And it's free. I just get to download it and listen to it. They might have sponsors or whatever, but who gives a fuck? Mm -hmm. Podcasts have sponsors. That's how they make money. Um, And so, but he was like, so I was willing, like if they do it once or twice a year, yeah, I'll give you 10 bucks to like tune into this live thing because you give me all of this free content. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of the same way and that that's how I think about a lot of stuff is like I get all like if if comedy bang bang like let's say they're yearly you know they're special that they might have just done or they're about to do it's happened yeah it came out on Monday the Christmas special Okay I need to listen to the Christmas special but they do it once a year and it's always awesome mm-hmm. But if they initially did it live with video and you got to tune in that way easily I'd pay for that once a year Especially yeah, if like if they still give it out for free, you know, like mm-hmm. if then on Monday you still get it for free, uh, I would I would absolutely tune in for that, and just because the amount of enjoyment I get out of Comedy Bang Bang, like week after week, month after month, year after year, is worth ten dollars a year. Where it's mm-hmm. like I would just buy the ticket, and then if I couldn't make it, I wouldn't even care. I would just like to know that I. You know, I don't want to be a patron or like give yeah. you money every month, but I'll do that a couple times a year just to it's, it's, just it's, to feel good it's, about supporting you. It's it's interesting that like like Mystery Science Theater was way ahead of its time for that, and like you 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 see this this was your first time watching uh, Joe Bob on Shutter, um, but. It, it adds something because like they could easily just say okay everyone 
we're just gonna we're just gonna stream Heck Lantern right now, and then it's just Heck Lantern for an hour and forty minutes. But there's it's it's the added thing they give it that makes me like I'm gonna come back every fucking time. Yeah, because it's just it, like, and you need like, a guy like Joe Bob who's so human. He like he got me welled up at one point. Oh, when he's when he was reading that letter. When he was reading that letter and telling the story about his first time on Leno or not Leno, mm-hmm. uh, the Tonight Show. I think he was on Carson. Uh, yeah, with Johnny Carson. Uh, I got I got verklempt. Like it was. I mean, he's just he's a very human person in a unique way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like I'm hooked on that. I'm sold. I'll I'll keep buying those. Yeah, like I saw fucking Hellraiser too, and it was great. And it was made better by the fact that all of a sudden, like he just had the lady the, that plays the main character in Hellraiser was there, and he just like you know every twenty minutes it would just cut back to them. They would talk a little bit, then it would go back to the movie. Like it, it made it elevated my viewing experience yeah. of the movie so much that I'm that I yeah I'm like you I'm like I will I will tune in every time every Friday this is on I will watch it now before the experience. Yep. Another part of it was just getting to watch it with you guys at like. Especially now that I'm, you know, like 35 with two kids and I just feel like there's not enough time in the day to get my shit done. Like I can be walking around in Discord with my iPad or with my laptop, mm-hmm. watching the movie, shooting the shit with you guys, but like picking up around the house, get, you know, getting coffee, the coffee maker ready for the morning, getting dishes put away, you know, like... I can just mm-hmm. be doing the things where, like, if I went to your house to do, I would have to neglect or have to stay up late to do. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which, let's be honest, I'm just going to neglect them. <laughs> yeah, and like, and, that, and that's why I'm hoping that uh, chips and cheese making, you gotta get them. bugging the shit out of everybody making chips and cheese. Uh, like I, and, you know, and that's why I hope that I hope that Alamo stays there because for as much as I like doing the the virtual stuff like it's it's a thing where it's it it's going to that secret screening with all those other dummies is such a a, a fun time like Dory, they, they like they're, they're added laughter do, do you mean at, us at, dummies the or the other movies happening do you mean the other movie nerds in general yeah exactly okay. yeah, like those guys that live in that theater it it really yeah it it like that is an experience when you go to that and you watch like a dude fight a cat on a boat for whatever reason, and that wet it, that wet floppy sock, wet floppy sock, yeah. And me, was it was that the one where it was our whole row, or was that just me and Jeff that went the sock? We all yeah. like was that that one? Because there was one so. where there was our whole row pointed something out like simultaneously. I think it was mm-hmm. that we all pointed at this wet floppy sock. And like and like it's it's the same thing as as going to the as seeing Joe Bob on Shutter the first time is when we went to the I went to the first secret screening and it was that no holes barred knockdown jungle feast like whatever nonsense seventies exploitation movie that was raw raw force raw force um, and it it just being such an amazing like sure it'd be fun to watch with like a couple people in my house but seeing it there like. It, it it made it that much better. Like I kind of like Tam- like Tammy the T Rex is a fun movie. Like I, I I would show it to I would show it to other people. I would like that movie wherever we watch time, that. Yeah, 
like being like, what the fuck is happening? Like, it, it, it's it like there's something magical about that. Tammy the T Rex and uh, Bloodbeat. <laughs> Those are two of my absolute favorite movie experiences I've ever had. Is the secret screening where we got to see Tammy and the teenage T Rex. And the movie Blood Beat. Blood Beat. Blood Beat is a fucking trip. But these two these two movies are not similar at all. Oof. Blood Beat is something else. That movie is deserving of the title Bonkers. Tammy yeah. and the Teenage T-Rex is just odd and out there and funny. Blood Beat is bonkers. It's, oh boy, that's a... That's a movie. The DVD cover two is too risque for Dan. Guess what's in my house right now? Oh, I own Bloodbeat. I own Bloodbeat. I gotta see it again. But yeah, last year in twenty December of twenty nineteen was the first year I found out that they do a yearly showing of Christmas Vacation. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was like, I'm taking my mom to see that next year because it's me and my mom it's like a movie that we have a whole history with and and have bonded over other than it just being an amazing movie that like i'm not we're not unique i'm not saying everybody knows and loves that movie but we just have like a a special connection between us and that movie is it the greatest christmas movie ever yes i think so i think so hands down i think it is it's also i mean my son was born December 23rd. We brought him home Christmas Day. And he was my son Nemo was my first child I ever had. And I was terrified, especially because he had a crazy delivery. I was terrified. And my mom was there. And she made like, us. The baby's not inverted, but your wife is? And my camera's like upside down. <laughs> it's just floating. <laughs> my mom made us this awesome meal. And Amber's mom made us this beautiful gift basket. And I remember coming home with like two women who have had a bunch of kids between them. But I'm like, I was so anxious about my baby. And I was like, just, I'm just going to lay down for, cause I had been up for like 36 hours or something. I hadn't slept maybe more than that. I mean, I had maybe slept less than five hours in almost three days. I was so tired. And I was just like, just wake me up if he cries or if he needs anything. Just don't let me sleep too long. And the, the two the two moms, now grandmas, are like, okay, yep, we got it. We'll wake you up. I fucking, like, I was dead to the world. Fell asleep and then woke up, like, in a start. Like, where's my baby? What's going on? And, like, went out there. And, my, like, I can't remember who. It was either my mom or Amber's mom was just holding, like, sleeping Nemo. There was this delicious food. It was the first time I realized like how fucking hungry I was. And I ate three bowls of this food my mom had brought and then like kept snacking on this awesome gift basket that Amber's mom had brought. And then like Amber's mom left and it was getting to be nighttime. And I was like, we have to take care of this thing on our own. And I just remember going to my mom like, would you maybe be willing to spend the night here just for the first night that we have Nemo? And my mom, (laughs) my mom was like, I have an overnight bag already in the car. <laughs> so she she spent the night and it was Christmas Day and we stayed up with Nemo until like two in the morning and watched Christmas Vacation. It's one of my favorite memories of my life. Just me and my mom hanging out with my newborn son. He's two days old watching Christmas Vacation. Like I just have a special bond with my mom over that movie 
and I like I was so excited to, to exactly like you said at the at the top of this whole segment or whatever is to go have that experience in a movie theater with her. Mm-hmm. Like that's what I would be paying for is that experience. We didn't get to do it this year because of COVID. Uh, yeah. Like every every year at my at my grandma's house, me and my cousins would watch uh, The Grinch, and then Christmas Vacation. Like it was just every every year. Like that was just like the those movies just would get like one would get put in the VCR and then the other one would get put in the VCR. And then that was just it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My mom and I, it was, you know, you, you don't really get sick during the summer. I, mm-hmm. I mean, at least me, I mostly get sick in the winter. I get sick from like November to March. Things can't survive as well in the, in the, in the humidity. Yeah. And when I would have a day at home sick, you know, you might have a two days or three days, uh, at home sick, but during that course, we would just always watch Christmas Vacation. I don't know why it ended up being that way, but I loved that movie, and my mom loved that movie, and we'd always just throw it on. Mm-hmm. And then we would also watch it for Christmas. Like it was just, it was just a special movie, and I, I think it's the best Christmas movie. And then I think Elf is second best. I love Elf. Okay. I don't really have any other Christmas movies that I think I love. I'll, I'll put Die Hard number two. Hmm. Cartoon, cartoon, cartoon Grinch is, is the fucking goat. great. It is really, really good. What, what I love about it is that since it's a cartoon movie, it's like a half an hour long. It gets in, it gets out. It's perfect. <laughs> it's great. I What I remember most from the Cartoon Grinch movie is like... All the food I want, like all the food he steals, and like the ice tray, I really like. It made a big impact. Elf, what are you mad about Elf for? You can't, you you can't work out anymore. You literally, Big J. One year we watched Elf on Christmas Day. It when Amber and I lived in our big ass apartment on Grand Avenue. You and me. It was the first day. It was the first Christmas that Drew was back from Hawaii. We watched Elf. What's up, Joey? Hawaii. Coconut. Elf is a great Christmas movie that scared Nemo last year. <laughs> I t- I'll never forget it as long as I live. He got scared and he just went, I don't like this movie, Papa. And I was like, oh my God, we'll turn it off, dude. Oh, okay. Why do you have, an, why do you have a question mark? Maybe because he, he didn't realize you liked it so much. Yeah, it's my second best Christmas movie. And then Grinch is third. Yeah, I, I, I can, I can, I can, I can fuck with that. But yeah, there's something, there's something great about Christmas Vacation because, like, it's, it's, it's a comedy, but it gets across what like family and Christmas is about so well in like in it doing its thing that it's just it's it's perfect. It's the most heartfelt of those movies. Even, even, oh, Big J says he didn't know I said it. Oh, okay. I was worried it was being left out. Okay, good. It's my number two. Uh, <laughs> there, there's a moment in that movie that always makes me think of the relationship I have with Javin where uh, Elf is on the elevator 
and he gets off the elevator and he's just been talking relentlessly, I'm sure, to the guy on the elevator. And then the doors are closing and he goes, oh, I forgot to give you a hug. Just <laughs> feel jabbed like, oh. Um, but yeah, it, you know, the, I love Vegas vacation too. And mm-hmm. I love the original vacation, but they're not heartfelt. I feel like in the same way that Christmas vacation is. No, like the, they're, they're more just straight comedies. Like yeah. Vegas vacation is just more, it's like just more straight humor. Put a dollar and I got a car. I put a dollar and I got a car. Yeah. Where Christmas vacation has like deep down actually has a message about giving and like caring and like, like all like the things that are important in that time of year. Bill, like it's Bill Murray's brother. Yeah. Brian Doyle Murray. Home Alone's a good Christmas movie. I haven't seen it as an adult, to be honest. Can't wait See, to that, watch that with my kids. That does that. That does a lot of the same thing. Like it, it's about it's a, it's a good one for a kid too. I think because it's it's about a boy who's selfish that realizes what's actually important. Like who thinks like oh I I just want things and to be you know, but then he's like oh no I actually do want my family. Yeah, I can't wait, Big J, until we have our kids and like that'll be a Christmas tradition is just putting on elf and putting on home alone and letting them watch it. And we can just go hang out. I, 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 I'll actually watch those movies with them, to be honest. I don't hate a Christmas story. I think that, um, I think it skates a little bit on the fact that it was one of the first to be known as like the Christmas movie. Which one's a Christmas story? That's the uh, with like the leg. Is layout. that Ralphie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And so like I, I I don't hate it, but I I I it doesn't I don't find as much enjoyment in that movie as uh, as the others I have mentioned. I I got kind of burnt out when TNT was it would do the twenty four hours of a Christmas story. Oh yeah, like that's like yeah, it 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 had it. It had this weird station, um, and I feel like that. I feel like that movie now in the post "Make America Great Again" world might not age well. It's also like a meme because it's 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 not like no one remembers the movie, or like or like a lot of people don't remember the movie. They remember the lamp, the the gun. Like it's like they don't remember. Anything else with this movie? I like, honestly haven't seen that movie since probably middle school. To be to be totally honest. Yeah, I do. I do worry about Elf because yeah, Elf is on TV a fucking bunch because it? it's it's become the new go to cool Christmas movie. That I worry that it will get. We don't ever watch TV, so we're saved from that, dude. Yeah. So uh, when I watch MMA on ESPN Plus now, they show commercials, and mm-hmm. it's been over a decade maybe decades no not decades but over a decade close Mm -hmm. to decades since i've been like exposed to commercials and it's so bizarre to now like to watch commercials and just be like holy shit like it's something i'm trying to learn how to talk to nemo about where like commercials and ads um just to be aware that what they're trying to make you feel is that you are not enough or that the thing you have isn't, you're not like, 
It's trying to make you feel like less than you are. That's the point of commercialism. And it, like, I really want to try to figure out how to talk to my yeah, children you, you about need this thing or how, you're not cool. Dude, being years and years removed from it and now having it in my life again, because like, I just, I haven't ever, I've had, I've had YouTube premium. It's all about FOMO, baby. FOMO. I've had, but I think it's worse than FOMO. I really think when I watch those ads, they are trying to make you feel like you are not enough. Like you are less than other people. And it's because of this, you know, like whatever it's, and I know that sounds weird and hippie-ish, but it's really after years of experiencing no ads, I like almost 20 years of just no ads in my life to now have this one medium where I'm experiencing ads again they're so gross. They're like it. I I mute them and stuff because it's just like, oh my god. There is one commercial I like right now that's about a a car. Is it the Toyota? <laughs> Buy a Toyota, you loser. No, I think it's a Volvo. No, that's the like I I remember like I was watching like one of the movies on my bike watch was on like Tubi or like one of those other like streaming services that has commercials and that's how the movie's free. Yeah, and. It was jarring. I'm like, holy fuck. Like, I've only, I like, I have, like, ad block on, little bubbit. Um, or, like, I'm, like, you know, subscribe to whatever guy's Twitch channel, or I have, like, YouTube. So, like, I don't see the stuff. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it's like, what is, he-? like, like, it, it was, That's the what's one going Javin. on? The, uh, Javin got it. The one where the family is safe and sound because they bought a Volvo. <laughs> Oh, that's a nice one. There's, I don't know. It's just kind of a cute commercial that shows the chaos of having little kids. I, I do think next year um, for movie night, for just how bonkos these Lifetime and Hallmark Christmas movies sound, that that's what movie night has to be next December, is just weirdo Lifetime. I pitched Christmas month this year, and everybody shit down my throat except for Wall of Beef. But you pitched it last week. No, I didn't. It was already December. No, I pitched it after the end of our October run. I pitched it in November. I do not remember this. And and especially Vitam Anderson was like, I don't want to watch Christmas movies all December. How many Christmas movies are there? And then we started naming them. I think all of 700. Yeah. I'm I'm totally... (laughs) (laughs) Jevin says I watch enough Lifetime movies. I'm totally (laughs) down for that. A month of the... I loved our month of uh, Halloween movies. I got to these see movies, th- These movies sound bonkers. Like, Melissa Joan Hart is, like... Like, fall in love with a nutcracker. What is this? What what happened in this world? Good job, I don't dude. know. <laughs> yeah, as are gross fuckheads. Uh, ad block for life. Ad blocker for life. I don't I don't listen to the ads in in podcasts unless they're for stamps.com because I don't give a fuck about stamps.com. Mm-hmm. Ads can get fucked. I, I pay my five dollars for for a Stitcher Premium, so I have zero ads in Stitcher. I get I get more than happy to pay that. I get ads a lot. Oh, you know what? Actually, the the ads that I get shown on ESPN Plus. Mm-hmm. Are like they're cementing in my mind that I'll pay for a service if it means I don't get any ads, because it just it's a trip to see them now. Like it it really feels like some kind of weird, gross programming that people are trying to force on you, 
mm-hmm. the other thing I don't like, that's the reason Amber and I stopped paying for, uh, what's that dumb TV sh- bullshit internet site? Not Netflix. Hulu? Hulu. Hulu, you paid for and you still had to watch ads. And I was like, yeah. fuck this. If I'm paying for stuff. Or you could stuff, pay more. Yeah. If I'm paying for stuff, I don't want to see a fucking ad in, in anything. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Especially, like, that was that was why we stopped paying for Hulu originally. But, like, I, now after seeing those ads on, on ESPN Plus bullshit and how much they try to make you feel inferior, I, like, I have no interest in it. And I'm I'm maybe I'm more adamant about it than I need to be, but I'm watching it from the perspective of like my son who is like perfect and enough. And, and, and I don't know, like having a kid, you literally see how like, you're just, I'm not, not enough. you're, not. you being alive is a miracle. It's a fucking, my, I loved my mom after my son was born. Just, she just said it's an everyday miracle. It happens every day. And it's a miracle that it happens. It's out of this world that like people are just born and mm-hmm. he's just perfect. And my daughter, like you're, you are enough. You're perfect. Just the way you are. Like you have everything you need to be capable. And I, perfect. so I, wa- I watch it. I watch it from that perspective of just like people are trying to tell my children that they're not enough. And it, 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 I don't know. It's gross. It bothers me. Like they are enough. Fuck you. Like they have everything they need there. It, it just, it just, I don't like it. So yeah, if I can pay for Stitcher, although the podcast that I listen to, one of the podcasts I listen to, the greatest podcast that's ever been made, we have concerns. Mm-hmm. They don't. They don't have advertisers. They only have patrons because those guys are fucking awesome and they actually have morals and standards. Unlike almost anybody else, those two dudes legitimately have morals and standards and refuse to take on advertisers. And if there's not a reason. To be somebody's patron, if like if that's not a reason to be somebody's patron, I don't know what is. Like we have morals and standards, we won't take on advertisers. And then I I listen to a lot of comedy bang bang, which their mm-hmm. advertisers are a mattress company, mm-hmm. stamps dot com, mm-hmm. and website maker dot com, whatever that website is. Fuck uh, Squarespace. Squarespace. Um, weird weird. Yeah, but they don't have weird. Agent. Huh? Go ahead. Weird lifetime movie tension. Like I have a, I have this. Dan can't get these this, movies out of his mind. There's this mo- There's this memory in my mind from when I was really young. Well, I don't know. We'll just say ten. I don't know. I, I was. I was sometime in that. Like in that kind of around their age bracket. And there was a made-for-TV movie about Joey Buttafuoco. Oh, no. Okay. About like a kid that died getting in like a hit-and-run accident, and like I don't and like. I don't know if like the mother went crazy like looking for justice. I don't know what I I I do not remember what the movie was about or anything. Like I I just remember seeing it on TV. I don't know if I watched the whole thing because I might have been scared. But like at one point, like a boy on a on a skateboard gets hit by a car, and for like it seemed like forever in my child brain, but like the kid is like holding on to the car, getting like getting dragged by a car Good basically Lord. and like is killed and this this person through whatever negligence whatever is just like i don't know like so out of it because they like hit this kid and they can't believe it or whatever just keeps driving uh and then the, the other memory i remember is uh <laughs> jevin says that mom, sounds like, like most of them 
Yeah. The mom, like, figures out who did it, and, like, writes, like, murderer on their, uh, kind of, like, their, their, uh, their fucking garage door comes down, and it just says, like, 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 child murderer or something like that on it, and, like, the person, like, yeah. These are the two memories I have of this movie. Lifetime are movies they, are bananas. They are. It's that. Oh boy, we should almost do Lifetime Month because the like. Yeah, it's called. The, we're the, gonna do it for the, Christmas. The scenarios they do are just absolutely insane. Javin said they have ads on. Oh, yeah. I don't listen to their other podcast, Javin. Javin also up. He at one point said it's important to know that AT&T owns a bunch of HBO slash Warner Brothers and they don't give a fuck about movie theaters or where movies are played. They want theaters long gone, I'm guessing. I think they want both. They they want to be able to release their movie the same day and make money on it and also make the theater money as opposed to having the the six-month exclusivity contract they have They probably want both, but there's one they don't really care that much about. Oh, correct. But they know they can't kill it yet. This may have thought that... They they may think they can now, but they definitely didn't have that power 12 months ago. Uh, I've been telling Nemo... uh, Because sometimes we watch YouTube not signed in, like if he's watching on Amber's phone or something. Uh... And ads will come up, and you can usually skip them. But I've just been—I've just been telling him like, ads are garbage. Just skip the ads. Ads are garbage. And he's like, "Why, Papa?" And I was—I, he started to at least parrot it, which I hope like, is is setting a, a foundation for building in his brain. But it's like because ads are telling you that you are not enough, and you are. Like you, everything that, everything that you will do in your life, you are capable of, right now because what's inside of you. And ads are trying to convince you otherwise, and it's fucked up. There, there is like a beautiful simplicity to us watching Saturday morning cartoons, and it, like deep down, it was the same message. But the overarching theme was you just want this cool fucking toy, and like so, you'd be watching GI Joe, and it was just Nerf gun, like squirt gun, Chef Boyardee, cereal commercial, like. It, it, it like sure it had the same underarching theme of like if you don't have Chef Boyardee you're an idiot, but it seemed less evil. It seemed less 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 blatantly evil because it was it it was so much more just. Uh, the commercial was so similar to the TV show because they were working in tandem that it was like oh yeah this is just cool like it's just a it's just a fun cartoon character throwing you know Cheerios at me. Yeah, I think that's true. I think that, I mean, I don't know, but just speaking about it in the moment now, I think that advertising as a kid, yeah, it's like, look at this neat thing. It's not necessarily trying to make you feel like. You still feel like an idiot if you didn't own it, but it didn't seem like it was I didn't hurting. feel like an idiot. It just seemed like, yeah, yeah. wouldn't it be really cool? Like one of the things I always wanted. You'd that so, Your friends would be over your house right now. Nobody ever, nobody ever sold was like the little ice blocks or wall blocks that you could push action figures through in commercials. The show and ad are the same. Do you yeah, guys, do you, know, yeah. Do you remember those things? Like you'd build a wall and then like in the commercial, some guy would get punched through that wall and like the blocks would fall. And I, I remember being a kid like, why don't they sell these? I want those. I want to punch. Well, I, I, I want a guy to get punched through a wall. Well, like, like He Man literally was a show and an ad at the same time. That, that show was designed to be a, an action figure. Yeah. 
Uh, so it, it was slightly nefarious, but not as nefarious as I, as I was making it sound. No, I think it's I think you're onto something where it's not it's not making you feel like you're personally lacking. It's just making you feel like wouldn't it be cool to have this? Which like yeah, that's true. Yes, the collapsible bridge or like the mm-hmm. cool like for all the RC cars, they always had like cool tracks. Oh my god, I want to build one so bad. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, I, I don't mind that. Like if you, I mean, Instagram every once in a while has shown me an ad. Like I bought a hoodie mm-hmm. off of an Instagram ad because I was like, this hoodie is awesome. It, it's not being gross. It, the ad was basically like, look at this hoodie. Do you like it? Buy it. <laughs> and I was mm-hmm. like, I do like it. I'm going to buy it. I don't have a problem with advertising in that regard. I just... Watching these commercials on on ESPN Plus, it's like, dude, this is fucking nasty. Like, there are people who make those ads every day. I don't know. I would just start to feel bad. How do you not feel bad making th- like going out of your way to make to to make people feel incomplete in their lives? Yeah, That's it's weird. So like, disgusting. Like, I'd be, like, I'd be at my dad's house and like football be on. And the commercial break would be happening. It's like, as a guy who doesn't see commercial all the time, it's it is it's jarring, and it's like, like for every like detergent commercial that they show, there there is that yeah, like the, like there's, it's it, or yeah it's, to make you def- feel like well, it's like Javin joked earlier. If you're not driving this Volvo, what did he? What was the joke? Uh, yeah, he <laughs> said you're referring to me. You're putting you and your entire family at risk by stepping foot in that Mitsubishi. Mm-hmm. I mean. It's the same thing. It's like the other day they showed an ad for some uh, like cleaning spray. And it was like it even kills the virus that causes COVID. And like the whole point of the ad was like moms. Shit you. Moms, if you're not using the spray, like you're a bad mom. I don't. We're just you telling get, you I the get, fact. You if you're not using our disinfectant, you're a bad parent. Mm-hmm. Sorry, like it's just ugh, I don't know, I don't know how you sleep. Like I don't, I, I, I'm not being, I'm not trying to be hyperbolic. I, it would mm-hmm. literally start to bother me at a certain point that like, what my job is to make people feel incomplete. Like, like maybe that's the weird place that like though that like certain internet sites are. As opposed to, like, if your son was just watching Cartoon Network, like, he'd just be getting, um, like, toy ads. But there's this weird middle place that, like, YouTube or ESPN Plus is where it's not, like, the same commercials you get on, like, broadcast television on, like, those channels early in the morning. There's this weird, there's this, like, these companies just kind of pay for, like, these, it's, so I, well, I, it's, I wonder if, if the yeah, companies they weird. the commercials they show on like Sesame Street YouTube, uh huh, are companies that are aimed at parents, but they're they're of the same they're in the same vein that I'm referring to, which is like you're a bad parent because whatever product, mm-hmm. like that's how those ads are geared. But that's why I'm just esta- I'm trying to establish it, and I'm trying to figure out like as they get older, how do I talk to them about it? Like the advertising's whole purpose is to just make you feel bad and that 
I mean, that's where that's one of the reasons that I really went away from Rogan's podcast is because I think he actually feels like this. I I think he feels. I listen to his podcast for years, like every single one. That dude is always operating from a perspective of he is in a deficit and he thinks that's how to live. And like, mm-hmm. if if money and fame is what you're after, then like, listen to him because that's it seemed to have worked for him. He has money and fame. He's operated from a per, from a perspective that he is in a deficit always, and he's always working to get out of that deficit. And if you're not miserable living like that, cool. But living like that makes me miserable. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so it started to feel to me like his whole podcast was the the whole podcast was there to make you anxious, to make you a little bit afraid, and to make you feel like you are not enough and that you should be doing more. And that the things that he's selling Mm-hmm. are there to help you be enough and to do more. And I fell hook, line, and sinker for that trick, for the alpha brain trick, for the CBD oils, or for like so many other things. I was just a big dumb fish getting reeled out of the water. And there was something that changed in 2020, right before 2020, actually. It was like right before the pandemic, I just started to see behind the curtain and like, see, like, I don't necessarily believe that he's setting it up that way, but the way that that podcast has evolved is it's there to make you feel afraid and bad about yourself. And then at the beginning of every podcast, he's selling you things that are going to help you be more capable. Does that make sense? Yeah. He 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 learned that from Alex Jones, like 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 through like like Alex Jones is his friend, and that's the entire way that Alex Jones has made his fortune is by telling you how terrible things are and this weird powder or pill or MRE or, yeah is is going to is is going to fix it and here here's a doctor that's going to back up the things I'm saying. And, and that's exactly. you know it, it it makes it makes them millions and millions and millions of dollars. Right. I don't uh, think Rogan set out with that business model. I think it evolved. Correct. Yes. Just out of his personality. And, like, and you know, I, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say like like Gino was on the Christmas special talking about how like he no spoilers. He started, yeah, he he started making a, like a bunch of money as like a on like a right wing Patreon, and he realized that he had to get crazier and more right wing every every time to keep the Patreon dollars flow, flowing in, and, and that, I think that's the uh, the the hole that they sometimes fall into is that oh wait I have to keep upping the ante now right. otherwise people are going to stop paying me money <laughs> right. Uh, I do want to, Javin says, I imagine most people who write ads are like most of us. They're just trying to make a living. Not sure if you should lump them in with corporations who are making the actual products. I disagree. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if... Uh, I, I can't. I, I don't necessarily agree with you. I don't know okay. if... Uh, I don't know if Happablapper is still here, but I, if I can speak for him, I know that one of the things he likes that he does now, although I don't know his total feelings on his job now, but it's like, you're not actually making ads that make people feel bad. 
but he didn't always have that freedom in his current role. Well, right. It's, I mean, this is a much broader conversation than I can have right now at ten. Oh yeah, oh yeah. When we, I have, we, 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 would, we would go for another hour talking when about I have like, three thousand high school morning, or out of college has to what has I'm, to do that. What I'm saying is, is it amounts to the same thing that I hated at Best Buy, which was mm-hmm. you being pressured to sell people in a way that was dishonest. I don't like the feeling that that creates in me is what I'm saying. And so mm-hmm. I imagine most people who write ads are like most of us. They're just trying to make a living. I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I personally would have a tough time not lumping myself in with the corporations who are making the actual products and who are pressuring me to make those ads. And because of that, I wouldn't last in that industry. And so that, from that frame of view, from that perspective, that's where I'm saying I don't know how some of those people can like go to sleep after a certain amount of time because I know for a fact it would wear on me. It's one of the things I hated at Best Buy. Like that would start to bother me. Yeah, yeah. I, that's the thing. You know, it's, it's. I mean, it's, it's just a Javin. It's just a Javin says. Just saying, not everyone has the luxury of choosing not to do that. It's a broader. It's a broader conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I worked at Best Buy out of college. I could have quit at any time and didn't. It drove me nuts. But you can ultimately make plans to move away from there if it truly bothers you. It did truly bother me. It made me realize that it was not something I wanted to be involved in for a long period of time. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not trying to vilify anybody necessarily, although I am trying to vilify, I think, people who, who are fine with making people feel that way. Is, uh, oh, those yeah, are the, yeah, we, those we are the people that. I'm speaking to. If you're fine with making people feel inferior, I think there's something fucked up about that. I'm not going to shy away from saying that. Mm-hmm. But if you if if I would if I was like like I wish Happy Lapper was still in here, but if I was like him and I got into this industry because I like designing and I like building ads around things, and then I kind of started to discover like how gross it could get. I think I would try to take steps like half a blapper in which I move slowly but methodically away from that because I would struggle to live with myself doing that. That's that's what I'm saying. So if you're in that industry and it's a struggle for you to do it, then I'm not talking to you. If you're in that industry and you're perfectly fine making people feel that way, I mm-hmm. do think there's something gross about that. Big yeah. J... Uh-huh. Big J links uh, the George Carlin advertising and bullshit. And then what's this other one? It's Bill Hicks on the same thing. Oh, yeah. Bill Hicks on the same thing. Okay. Uh, but no, no, I, I, I agree. In like, it's, it, it's, it's, it is what Javin's it, saying is worth noting. Yeah, oh, yeah. hundred percent. Like it's, in, you know, and like, cause you know, cause we, we got caught up on that. Like, 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 as you say with the Best Buy thing, it's like, there were definite, you know, times where like you felt bad after a sale. Yeah, or it's like a fucking sh- some of them still stick with me. I mean, I'm over a decade removed, and I can still remember some of the some of them where I just felt gross afterwards. But there are some people that you know are are, are a little bit less um, em- empathetic and a little bit more sociopathic, where like they 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 can they can tune out that part and 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 just do it. 
I do like Javin giving me the opportunity to make the distinction that mm-hmm. if you're if you're in that field and you're just fine with it, that's what I have a problem with it. If you're in that field mm-hmm. and you're like, because that I mean that happens to all of us. You just kind of go in a direction because you don't know how life works. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm still doing that in in certain areas, but like, yeah, we got to end soon, anyways. But like, you go in a direction and then you end up there, and you're like, well, fuck, I hate this. And if you once you come to that realization, though, you do have some sense of a responsibility to, to at least yourself to make a plan to move away from there. I don't know. I mean, it's it's easier said than done, but do it if you don't do it for me. Do it for yourself. If you're somewhere you hate, try to try to you know you're not going to do it instantly. Like it would be stupid to say go in and quit your job, <laughs> like tomorrow. But try to make a plan. Try to try to figure out what it is that you don't like and what it is that you do like and and just try to think about what are those things that you like that you can extend not that you can extend that you can find in other areas i was rambling because dan was gone we gotta end this podcast (laughs) it's a quarter to 11 and i gotta do 3000 in the morning i was hoping it was gonna end five minutes sooner and you could have just gone pee Yep. Because <laughs> I still got to do all the uploading and bullshit. Uh, Javin says, and especially commercials, there's so many pieces. Those actors, producers, and shit. I bet if you're in that world, it all doesn't even seem that way. Yeah, man. Especially I like if you're just like if you're just an actor, you don't see the whole picture. I mean, mm-hmm. there are going to be people because I feel like I could speak as somebody who, if I wanted to be an actor which seems like the least appealing job in the world to me. But if I wanted to be an actor, but you still had like kind of moral feelings and ethics that, that you felt like you had to embody to just feel comfortable in your own skin, there would be certain things that you were turned down just because you're like, I don't, I can't, I know this is going to get supported either way, but I don't feel good being a part of it. I know there are other people like that in the world. But things like they, they might not tell you, so like like you may just be like hired to do the scene where it's like two guys at the bar that do a long shot by, and all oh, of a sudden yeah. you're, you're 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 just in an ad for something else. Sure, like, in that, that case, yeah. I wouldn't feel guilty or gross about it. I would just be like, well, that sucks, fuck them. But I would that I think that, that happens a lot. Yeah, when it comes to yeah to advertising. That I would move on from, but I would just be, I would be angry instead of like I would be angry at them and not yeah, upset exactly. with myself. Yeah, let's yeah, it's less about you at that point. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. I gotta go to bed. I would, you know what? Honestly, I'm having fun talking, and normally I would continue this conversation because I actually think this is really interesting. But I gotta do three thousand in the morning. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. We, yeah. We we we. Probably and I want to feel. And people are still emailing me. You probably could have gotten eleven, like eleven thirty or something. Love you too, Rollo. Man, Rollo, thanks for hanging out. I thought you might have had to go to bed. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Yes, we will not be here for uh, the next two weeks. Next Thursday is Christmas Eve, and the Thursday after that is New Year's Eve. If we decide to do a New Year's Eve show, we'll tweet about it. Yeah, we'll figure something out if we do you it. You can follow us uh, at TMSS underscore podcast uh, to know if we are going live or if we have to cancel the show. We're brought to you by Joy the Good Boy, who decided to lay on the ground, so he's not on the couch anymore. We're also brought to you by Mike Long, who's a designer from Minnesota. If this is your first oh, time, if yeah. this is your first time listening to us, you can subscribe to us wherever you get podcasts. What's up, Dan? 
but Karen just got the vaccine. Ooh, okay, cool. Like he, he like he works at the the VA. Yeah, yeah. Here. Okay. So Good he just sent us a picture of like vaccine record with his name on it. <laughs> awesome. Good for him. Um, you still have anything to drink? No, it's empty. All right. Well, Brope Stan, here's hoping to a better 2021, man. Oh, I got I I got good feelings about 2021. I got I got hopes. Uh, whatever other bullshit we usually say, just I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, guys. Love y'all. Bye bye.